3: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Crush, uh, Friday interview edition here at Pont City Market in Atlanta, Georgia. And I had my old friend Mallory Coleman in today, everyone, to talk about Jurassic Park. Just a little little indie film called Jurassic Park. No biggie. Uh, Mallory, I met, uh, she was another Stuff You Should Know TV crew member. Uh, and in fact, I just learned in this, our conversation we just had that that was one of her first paying jobs which is crazy. I never knew that because she was. Uh, she certainly didn't seem like a greenhorn on set. She did great. And uh, Mallory, uh, Mallory and I were uh, palled up on the TV show like we did with uh, Raymond Carr and Craig and Karen, who uh, all of them have been on the show as well. It's just such a great experience. And I kind of lost touch with Mallory a little bit. She's, um, she's not the greatest Facebooker, which is awesome. Neither am I. That's a positive thing. But As a result, I haven't really kept up with her as much, and it was just a lot of fun to see her again and get her in here. Uh, She still works in the art department. Uh, She's done a variety of jobs um, over the years in that capacity. But I don't want to ruin it because we talk about what she's doing now and why and what she loves about her current work and some of the cool movies she's worked on and TV shows here in Atlanta over the past few years. Uh, Really cool stuff. Mallory is just the best, and we had a great, great time talking about – the uh, now you know iconic film from Steven Spielberg in 1993, Jurassic Park. So uh, give it a listen, everyone. Here we go with Mallory Coleman on Jurassic Park. What are you working on now?
2: Um, I'm doing this show called Fear Street. Okay, uh, like the R.L. Stein, uh-huh. Books from the 90s.
3: Did you read those? Were you a Stein? Yeah. Person? Oh yeah, really? I loved
2: it. Yeah. And it's – I don't know. I'm not a, sure if I'm allowed to talk about it like, oh, okay. to the public. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. The, but, so um, you're
3: just working on Fear Street and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they shot some of the Goosebumps stuff here too, though. Yeah.
2: Right? I think they're trying to kind of capitalize
3: gotcha. off that. Right. But
2: it's really fun because it's period. It's like a trilogy. So each movie takes place in a different time period. Oh, cool. And it's really fun for me. Yeah. I get to like
3: go. Now, what's your official title now?
2: Um, I'm a set decoration buyer.
3: Okay. Oh, you're the buyer. hmm So you're not on set much?
2: No, never on set anymore. Really? Yeah. Do you like that? Uh, better works, hours? Yeah, it works better for me. Yeah. I had a couple bad experiences with actors. Oh, that. really? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, doing props and things. Uh-huh. And people are just terrible sometimes. Like creeps? Just all sorts of different things. Just I like mean, you don't
3: have to get into it. Overly,
2: I'm just... no, like overly... Um, People who just, like, have a self-inflated sense of themselves. Sure. You know? Uh-huh. And their attitudes and people just, like, yelling at you all the time and freaking gotcha. out. And I really liked set dressing more and was like, yeah, props isn't really for me. I don't want to, like, refill your coffee all right. day. I liked making them when we were doing that. but
3: Yeah, I think the distinction for, like, listeners to this show is unclear. So, like, break it down.
2: Props. On set, they're dealing with everything you touch.
3: Okay, so that's a very simple way to put these it. these
2: Coffees and these waters. Uh-huh. Props is keeping up with that continuity. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Your wedding ring. Right. Your your just gun. Like yeah, weapons. They're just keeping up with like all the continuity, all the things that are happening. Uh uh-huh. They have little bags. It's like the character bag, and it's you know right all the stuff. And there's parts of it that's fun, but
3: uh-huh.
2: on set and then on set dressing is also keeping up with continuity, right. but, like, with the furniture. Right. Like, oh, we have to move all this stuff away so the camera can go here. Okay, now move it back. Right. And the hustle and bustle.
3: I think I remember hearing that one time, which is a good way to put it, like, as soon as they touch something, it becomes a prop.
2: Yeah. Unless it's, like, a giant piece of furniture or something. <laughs> <laughs> then it's, it's still set dressing. <laughs> but I like set dressing, too, because I felt like I got to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. I got to do a lot of different things.
3: Like more creative stuff?
2: Well, just having more... Agency over what you're doing, like
4: mm-hmm.
2: getting to be more part of it in that way. Right. I mean, I loved being on set when we did it. So yes, fun. right, so much fun. I wasn't was a jerk, great. right? <laughs> no, you're <were> great. <laughs> <laughs> you were totally great, and some, and that was super fun. And but as I sort of grew in the business and tried different things and worked right. in more ways, I discovered that yeah, yeah, set dressing was. The path that I wanted to follow.
3: That's awesome. And that's the thing, like, you know, and I've talked about this before back when I was a PA. That's the way you find out what you want to do. You get on a set and you just, I think, naturally probably gravitate toward a department. Yeah. Uh, either what they're doing or the people or both. And then once you kind of eke towards that department, then there are all the little sub jobs within that department. And then you do those and you're like, well, this kind of stunk
4: or <laughs> yeah. this was
3: really fun. And, yeah. and before you know it, you're you're ingratiating yourself to, uh, you know, whatever group you're with.
2: Yeah. And I got to do a lot of different things when I first started because I was doing indie projects and, right. you know, commercial then a reality show. And then, yeah. you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that everywhere. Well, that too,
3: like what jobs you want to work on. Yeah. You know?
2: So I got to wear a lot of hats, right. you know, and try them all on. i be like, oh, cool, you know. Uh-huh. I'd rather do this than that. And
3: it's now cool, here though. I am yeah. buying, <laughs>
2: <laughs> which I love to do. It's super fun. Sometimes. So a lot of
3: uh, renting and or shopping?
2: Basically, like the way that uh, David put it, my partner was like, you, your job is like finding stuff.
3: Right. Like I got to so find however.
2: Whatever that thing is.
3: Why is it always so impossible, too? Oh I, I remember that whenever I was sitting on a run, like, f- even if it was just something personal, it, it always seemed to be some very impossible to find thing.
2: Yeah, it it's is. like, well, there's eight other things that are just like it. And they're like,
3: no, that's not it.
2: And you're also trying to find a lot of things at once. Right. Where you're like okay, yeah, no, I know we have this giant room to do and we have all these different little bits, but there's this one really specific bit that you have to get. and I know. Not only do we want it, but we want it right now. We want it this morning. Uh We want it in 10 minutes. (laughs) Right. Can you get that to set? Like, come on, Mallory, let's go. Right.
3: (laughs) Yeah, and there was a lot of pressure. Yeah. Because everything they need yesterday. Yes, There's no patience in the film industry. And I
2: think that's also why I like being offset. because Mm -hmm. when you're on set, it's like hurry up and wait. Right. You're, like, running around like maniacs, and then you have to stop. Right. And then they're rolling. Yeah. And then you're not doing anything. And I just, I can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) I have to be having, like, another thing to, you know. And that's what's fun about set dressing. And also crazy, but it's, like, it's never done. Yeah. You can always find more stuff. Right. (laughs) Or you could be working on the next thing or the next set or whatever. Yeah. Or trying to return something from the last set that somebody forgot about somewhere. Man.
3: I went by uh, Pullman Yards the other day. Uh, for people listening, it's this big sort of old train depot in Atlanta near my neighborhood, where they just shoot tons of stuff. Because, like everything from Hunger Games mm, to so much stuff. I mean, just whatever you name it. It probably if it came through Atlanta, shot at Pullman, and they they're shooting Bad Boys there now, which yeah. you probably know. And they made a giant uh, I lake. Saw it. Did you yeah. see that?
2: Yeah, I had a friend working on it. That it was crazy. Things and she was like, "Oh yeah, it's supposed to be a." You know, like a, a canal, yeah <laughs> like it was, it they was... <laughs> made it into another city.
3: there were palm trees and there yeah. were boats, yeah. and a dock. And I was like, "Are you kidding me? But that's the magic of the film business.
2: Well, and that's what's so funny about Atlanta, too, is that, you know, of all the stuff that films here, ninety nine percent of it is not Atlanta. Right, as sure. A city. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like Atlanta as New York, yeah, Atlanta yeah, as yeah. Chicago, uh-huh. Atlanta as Arkansas, like whatever. Right. You know, we have a lot of different environments to do that, which no, is that's cool. Great. But sometimes it's really funny. Like I worked on the um the Shaft movie that's coming out this oh, summer. Oh, no way. And they did, you know, like Harlem sure. in downtown Atlanta. <laughs> uh-huh. And I had my moments where I was like, Okay, like sure, yeah, right. This could totally be Harlem. Like, yeah, why not? I buy it. Yeah, but it was it was fun.
3: That's one reason I loved uh, Baby Driver so much because it was set in Atlanta and it was just nice to finally see like people talking about Atlanta and just seeing Atlanta police cars and not some. Well, he
2: rewrote it for Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like originally set to take place in L.A. Right, and then you know.
3: What a nightmare that would have been.
2: tax credits, blah, 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 right. brought them here. And I think – I read something about it somewhere. It's just he wanted it to be more authentic uh-huh. to the city since it had so many of those moments and those yeah. beats in it. And yeah, just like redesign the movie to be – Atlanta.
3: I bet Pullman Yards was in that. Oh, it was. That it's, total, the, the I think it's, the,
2: it's the warehouse part. It's the warehouse where the gun of <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Because David worked on that one too. Now, this so is your partner. He's of, in the yeah. movie business? Yeah. He's a rigging electrician. Oh, cool. Yeah. Does the same sort of lighting fun stuff. Leaves right. the power. Yeah.
3: That's great. Um, what else have you worked on? Now, I know you worked on I, Tonya, <gasps> which My
2: favorite project of all time. Is it really? Yeah. Because I had a feeling.
3: It, it, it turned out That was one of those movies where I think across the board, the first thing you hear from everyone is, oh, my God, that was so much better than I thought it was going to (laughs) be.
2: Yeah. It was a
3: really great movie.
2: I read the script. So I got the call, you know, through the six degrees of film business. I don't even remember how Adam found me. But I interviewed for it and I read the script and I was like, I will pay you to let me work on this movie. (laughs) Like it's so good. The script was so good. And like the first thing – is that opening little blurb of yeah. the movie where it's, like, based on the wildly, you know, right, right. <laughs> stories of. Yeah. And it's true. It was. And it was the guy who wrote it interviewed them. And uh-huh. I just loved the vignettes. Oh, like,
3: so good. It was
2: way crazy to work on because it wasn't a big budget right. at all. And we were covering 70s to modern day. Yeah. So, And everything was these, you know, little corners of rooms or little, like, one beat in this room. But that's still a whole room. And yeah, you have just to dress, for, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> like a whole place that has to transform. And when you do period stuff, you have to think about it's not just the furniture; it's the light fixtures, it's the switch plates on the walls. Like right, you have to change all that stuff out to make it authentic. Yeah, Or you have like some dumb moment where somebody sees a stainless steel fridge in the back, and they're like, mm, Right, that doesn't feel like 1993. <laughs> <know? laughs>
3: yeah, was, that's so funny oh, too. So fun to do like. Them. I think um, for listeners, like when you see. Like a montage or something in a script. Like it plays so well on screen. But like (laughs) you said, it's a nightmare because they they might shoot 20 different looks for that montage. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you don't just dress like these four feet. I mean, yeah, maybe sometimes you can do stuff like you that. but
2: really can't. Because, no, they yeah. want that
3: that <laughs> yeah. flexibility to like, oh, I think we want to go wider here. And like, well, we can't, sir. That's like, <laughs> yeah, no good. sorry. But yeah. no,
2: that happens a lot. And especially on that kind of movie where it's like a little bit indie, a little bit – I mean, I think it was like a 10 to $13 million budget really? for the whole right. movie. And, which is small. Which is small yeah. and a lot of stuff to cover in a small amount of time and we had the big Olympics and the ice rinks yeah. and multiple ice rinks and wow. you got to make that look right. And, yeah. Uh, it was a lot of like finding computers and monitors and like
4: uh-huh. That's cameras, fun.
2: like cameras from that time period oh, right. for the Olympics.
3: Yeah, like the press coverage and all yeah. that.
2: And for how ridiculous it was, I think it actually was sort of true to her story. Yeah, And I loved that because it, it, you empathize. Yeah,
3: it was weird. She came – I mean, that movie could have been – I mean, shit, there may have been a movie the week version at some point.
2: Oh, I think there definitely was. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it very easily
3: could have been that. Yeah. But in the right hands, in the right, like, Ugh, writers and directors so and team, it was like boogie nights for, yeah. you know, that story.
2: You were laughing and then you were crying yeah. and then you were like, oh, my gosh, this is, like – she endured such horrible yeah. violence in her life, and then you're, and then she it brings you right back, right. and then you're like, and the soundtrack is great. Oh, it was awesome,
3: and yeah. she was so good,
2: so good in it. I really think that she would. They didn't. I don't know. I feel like the didn't the what, Oscars are like a kind
3: yeah. of a hack. <laughs> no, know? I know. <laughs> like we... they always
2: really snub things that I I don't know, or I'm just biased. No, it no, no. I'm I thought with it was you. Brilliant.
3: But. I think that movie had a tough road to hoe for winning Oscars. Um, they did all right
2: at the Golden Globes, I think.
3: Yeah, that's way more. I feel like down to earth.
2: Yeah, and Allison Janney won. Oh, that's right, and she was. God, she was. She was a dream in that, and I remember like. I don't know. I don't get really starstruck by people very often, and but every now and then you have a moment where you're just like walking by someone casually on set, Mm -hmm. and they're in this full. Outfit, carrot, right. this whole thing, and I just had this moment of like, oh my god, oh my god, because I love this. There's this really silly movie called Drop Dead Gorgeous. I don't know if you've ever. I know seen that it. movie. Yeah, it's totally ridiculous. Yeah, it's amazing, and it's that like mockumentary style. Yeah, it's like one of those, and she is so good in it. She's a comedic genius. Yeah, and I she's love her great from that and growing up with that movie, and it was cool. It was a dream.
3: Yeah, that's. Um, I think like most people on crew love movies and that's sort of the fun part mm-hmm. the weird thing is like sometimes i feel like people hate movies or have no <laughs> interest like, what are you doing here it's weird though occasionally i won't name departments there are a few <laughs> departments that may be a little more apt yes. for that but generally it's like a bunch of people who love making movies and either are doing their own things or just love to get a job where they can wear short pants for the rest of their life mm-hmm. and not go into an office it's like it it it, it can be tough as a freelancer, yeah. but it's also a pretty great job.
2: It's a very welcoming place for people that feel like they don't fit in mm-hmm. in other places, you know? Like, And I think you do have to love it because you work insane yeah. hours and it'll just totally take over your life. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, like I did this movie, Boy Erased. And oh, worked. you worked on that? I actually decorated half of it.
4: Wow. Yeah.
2: That's kind of my same decorator, uh, Adam from I, Tanya, uh-huh. was coming in town to do that. And But he was leaving to do another movie. Right. And he was like, come on as my buyer, and then you can take over and oh, wow. decorate the rest of the movie. Which sounded, oh, my God, amazing. The uh-huh. Nicole Kidman movie is going to be like – Oh, my God.
3: Did it kick your ass?
4: Oh,
2: it totally kicked my ass. That's (laughs) what I was getting at. I worked 50 days in a row. Oh, my God. Totally. Because I also, you know, I really wanted to do a good job. Yeah. And I was maybe a little understaffed, a little overwhelmed, and it was kind of a big jump for Mm -hmm. me because all I had decorated before that was um, standing against evil. Right. Which is like favorite amazing thing. But very different scale, very different pace, Mm -hmm. you know, and expectations. Right. And I'm, you know – it's like, wow, Nicole Kidman, Russell Crowe movie.
1: Yeah. Step, <laughs> I really need to, up. like, be um,
2: you know. And there's totally, it's like with every job, you look back and you you watch the movie and you're like, oh, I would have yeah. done that different. I would have done that different. Right. But it was a really great learning experience for mm-hmm. me and also a good learning experience of, like, oh, maybe I need to set some boundaries <laughs> with my yeah. time of, like, because it's very easy in my job when you're decorating, I think, to become fully sure. engrossed in it and yeah. you just really want to bring those characters alive and you really want to do it justice. Yeah. And that story was so... Did you see the movie?
3: Not yet. <sighs> yeah, I've heard it's great.
2: It's really heart-wrenching. Yeah, And I think that was like emotionally difficult too, to yeah. just be like when you're working on something where the themes are so heavy Yeah, so real. Mm-hmm. It was hard. You know, I'd be doing these certain scenes. I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to happen later here. And it's devastating. Yeah, and totally. that's kind of hard. And you take that on.
3: but I never really thought about that. That just sort of permeates everything, doesn't it?
2: I think for some people it does.
3: Yeah. And You mean people I'm, with a beating heart?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a very <laughs> empathetic person in general. I yeah, think that I, I get like way... And I do that with shows and with something that I'm really interested. I'll just... Go all in. Yeah, I'm like I want to research every part of this, and I want to live this story. And yeah, I really loved that because it felt a lot like my upbringing—not necessarily from my parents, but like where I lived. Uh-huh. I grew up in
4: which is suburbs, Florida.
2: Well, my family is all from Florida, and they live there now. Uh-huh. But I went to—we grew up and went to school here in the suburbs, okay, in Peachtree City. Oh, all okay, places. and it was that environment—was uh-huh. Christian right. churches, yeah. Republican, close-minded, and I was growing up in that. It takes place in the early two thousands, right? And yeah, I remember, just people are terrible. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like people are truly.
3: Now, is it about? It's about conversion.
2: It's about gay conversion yeah. therapy. Okay, yeah. That's what I it's like he's a teenager. His parents send him off to do this. Right. It's horrible, mm-hmm. and reading about it is so horrible. And Joel Edgerton wrote it, directed it, started it. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Oh,
3: he's Boy, fantastic. he's got the goods.
2: He's so wildly underrated. Yeah. I feel like he – because I'm always like, oh, Joel Edgerton talking about him. People are like,
3: The actor? Who?
2: <laughs> Who? I'm like, he's in so much stuff you just don't realize yeah. it because he changes his whole – you know.
3: Well, and he's really like coming into his own as a director now yeah, too, Yeah, he's a great like, director. he's just getting started.
2: And I feel like that – I think he did the story justice, mm-hmm. you know. Like I – they did have to cut a lot for time. Yeah. So it was like weird seeing it and seeing how much of the story had to be cut. Yeah, I'm which sure. Which hurt my heart a yeah. lot. Because I was like, oh, that whole set that I slept <laughs> no. on because I was so tired. You know? <laughs> like That
3: is so crazy you know, how think, that works.
2: Yeah. It's – you can't be attached
3: yeah, to anything. Right.
2: Because you do all this work. You put everything into it. And then the director comes in and they're like, actually – you know what? I want to shoot in the other room, right. next door. <laughs> so can you I mean, this is fine, but like,
3: right. you, know, what, you know, you yeah. can't
2: have you just have to be proud of the work that you did. Right. And you got paid. Yeah. So it's fine. <laughs> like everything's fine. I know,
3: know though. <laughs> like I I had those moments back when I was just doing like minor art department stuff. Yeah. Of of you get so myopic. Yeah. Of, of whatever, the desk.
4: hmm And
3: then they're like, oh, I don't eh. like that. Like, like I just <laughs> like, put so much work into like, that.
2: do you know the, the links <laughs> that I went to to like – because I mean I'm crazy like that though. I'll, you know, be home visiting my parents uh-huh. and go to a thrift store and I find like the perfect couch. Right. And I'm like, I got to bring this couch back to – Work. I mean, uh-huh. This thing's great. Like, I gotta have it, and then it's like doesn't even get used.
3: Right, <laughs> like, goes into
2: my basement with the rest of all the weird yeah. stuff. But,
3: do you have siblings?
2: I do. I have an older sister okay. and a much older
3: brother. Now, were you guys palling around and like doing movie stuff as a kid? Like, when did this interest take root
2: for um, you? Um, not I. Well, I always loved movies. Yeah, I always consumed movies and books. Mm-hmm. I was sort of. I wasn't like an indoor kid. I played outside with my sister a lot. But I really enjoyed getting into other worlds, okay. I guess you could say. And like yeah. read constantly, was always wanting to watch movies anytime my parents would let me. Right. And I also – so I'm the youngest by uh-huh. a lot. So my brother's 18 years older than me and my sister – Oh, wow. Yeah. Same mom, different dads, you know. Okay. The whole thing. Sure. But he's my brother. Love him. Uh, My sister is only about four years older than me. Mm-hmm. I was kind of a surprise, I think. Yeah. <laughs> One of those. So by the time it got to me, my parents were really like, whatever.
3: Right. Cool. Yeah. You're fine. Same here. Yeah. Youngest. I watched
2: Dirty Dancing when I was like four or five years old. That movie talks about abortion <laughs> and like all sorts of other like strong themes, you know. I was just
3: thinking, that movie's not that, but then four, no, totally four or five is. years like, old. That's a, But my sure.
2: parents just kind of, they really trusted me. Right. And that's something that they always have and mm. really given me kind of the freedom to explore and – feel safe and not be worried and i i mean i was watching horror movies when i was really young Uh like anything i could get my hands on yeah and it's a so life lifelong love of movies right and then i went to college for photography where uh started at georgia state okay went to the art institute okay while i was at the art institute um it was really like studio based Uh which i didn't really like i wanted to i liked field photography i wanted to develop in the dark room right i basically wanted to grow up to be a photographer in like 1972 right. for like, you know, <laughs> like i didn't have any interest in like where photography was going i wanted to go back and like i grew up like obsessed national geographic yeah like i'm gonna take pictures across the world right
3: you know? so like that's you have a realistic. course uh, <laughs> uh, on antiquated equipment <laughs> yeah and style so,
2: but i really liked building my studio sets because uh-huh. i would do that so that was something that's kind of where it started Went back to Georgia State mm-hmm. so I could play in the darkroom. I was kind of just like palling around, whatever. But I realized that I would have to do another additional two years to get a BFA right. in photography. I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to be done, right. be out in the real world. Take like pictures. Doing things. Yeah. So I was like looking at other majors where I could still take all of my photography classes that I wanted to do as like mm-hmm. a minor and so i had some friends in the film program i was like right and they're like all we do is watch movies and write papers right. it's like <laughs> i love watching movies like this is going to be amazing
3: and writing paper well yeah, maybe not you know, as much but if i have to <laughs> right. to get
2: there so yeah i majored in film and <clears throat> did make a movie in college but with my photography uh, classmates we did like oh, a okay. campus movie fest sort of thing uh-huh. and we won what and, was it and it was it was like some short about this, like, woman who was – ended up – she's, like, cooking the whole time. And mm-hmm. then at the end of it, you realize that she had, was, like, eating a person. It was, like, a heart. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, like, really – you could totally tell it was made by photography students because they were, like, overly artsy. Uh-huh. And, like, really, you know. Was
3: it
4: good?
2: Uh, I don't remember. Really? It was good enough to win Campus Movie Fest yeah. and, like, traveled around. Oh, that's But great. it kind of started that. Sure. I was, like, this is really fun. like yeah. Maybe I could do this. So I graduated and i was going to move and travel. Mm-hmm. I had like moved all my stuff home to Florida. I was like, i'm going to go meet my sister in Europe and we're going to travel the world and it's going to be great. So i was babysitting. I was like still kind of house sitting, babysitting, whatever. Uh-huh. And i um a few months before, i had developed this crazy anaphylactic shock response to mustard. Okay. Freak accident. Uh-huh. And we were like, okay, this is a weird one-off rando. Like yeah. almost died at the Drunken Unicorn kind of thing. Are like, you serious? was wheeled out of Bookhouse on a stretcher. Yeah. It was crazy. Wow. Um, Why
3: did you have mustard at the Drunken Unicorn?
2: Well, <laughs> so I was a – my best friend worked at Bookhouse at the time. Oh, okay. And I was eating dinner there. And okay. then I went to a show at the Drunken Unicorn. <laughs> gotcha. And then I was like, man, I feel weird. Like – my like is it all the smoke? I uh-huh. walked back to the book house and Cassie, my best friend was like, "Dude, your face. Something's wrong. Oh, like no. you're Swole. something's wrong." And within like 5 minutes, I was having a seizure in the kitchen. Wow. Yeah, it was totally crazy. But all that to say, I thought, "Okay, one off, no big deal." Uh-huh. So I'm babysitting, it happens again, mm-hmm. and it's really bad and I have to EpiPen myself and Was it
3: mustard again? It
2: was mustard again, but through like cross-contamination. Wow. Yeah. So I really developed, like, horrible anxiety, yeah. post-traumatic stress from it. But my parents were like, dude, you can't go to foreign countries where you can't speak the language. You can't ask them. You have no way. Like, you're way oh. too sensitive to it right now. Like, this is a right. terrible idea. You can't do this. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. So I move in with a dear friend and like four other roommates mm-hmm. into this like tiny room
3: who all hated mustard <laughs>
2: who were just great and lot or like never surfing mustard and i was like what am i gonna do like i have to i was bartending mm-hmm. it's like i need to i need to do something with my life i need to kind of i was like doing a little bit of photography but realizing that that's not really where i wanted to go and was helping some of my friends like make shorts and mm-hmm. comedy things that they were doing I was, like, this is really fun yeah like I need to do this. Like, this is what I should do. I have this really cheap room. And how old afford. are you at this point?
3: Uh, Early twenties. Okay.
2: I was in I was in college for like six years. <laughs> I
3: was I, I was. You two. Know. <laughs> that's fine.
2: It's fine. This is 2011. Okay. So I, you know, just start telling everybody that'll listen. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. I want to do this. Do you know anybody that does this? Like, I want to get into movies. How can I do it? Yeah. And then one day, my friend Jean was like, "Oh, you should meet Raymond." Yeah. Raymond Carve. Everybody should be dreaming. <laughs> she's like, she's he's doing a pilot and needs some help on this pilot. And that pilot was stuff you should know.
3: Shut up. Yeah. That was the first thing?
2: Well, it was the first sort of like job job entrance, not job. I mean, it was like this was January because uh-huh. it was like the beginning that little pilot thing of January of 2012. Right. And that was like It
3: was, shot in that weird it was place. the first
2: person that actually cuz I had been, you know, talking to people and uh-huh. making all these shorts with my friends and those kind of things, but this was the first time that someone was like, "Yeah, come intern." On my project.
3: Wow, that's great.
2: Yeah. So I did that, and me and Raymond just hit it off, became of course, great friends. As and you then do. I just was like, Raymond, what else? Let me right. come I just kept making myself available and helpful. Mm-hmm. And he kept bringing me along. And then I just kept meeting people, and yeah. that developed. I met Brandon, I met Molly, all these people. And I was doing, you know, that's where like the reality shows, the commercials, that kind right. of stuff started. And then Raymond was like, hey, we got a season come be the PA, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, this is my moment. Like, for, st- for Stuff You <laughs> for Should stuff Know? For Stuff You Should Know. Wow. So that was October of 2012.
3: Uh-huh. and that You was have like, a better memory for that than me. I'm like, I don't even know when that happened. I
2: can remember the timeline mostly because that was like sure. when it really started happening for yeah. me. And it really like snowballed from there. And it was such a wonderful experience. Yeah. I treasure it. Wasn't it so I, much fun? It was so much fun. And I met so many people that I still – work with all the time. Yeah. Mazzy was our art department coordinator. Uh, how's she doing? Great. Good. I saw her the other day. We watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Tell just her,
3: just her I said hi. I will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and just ever like, Craig worked on it. Karen, like, all these friends. Max did camera. Uh, there was just yeah, tons Max, of people. He's the best. You know, and we had so much fun. And that was, like, my first consistent, paid job. I
3: wouldn't have known. You were just like (laughs) killing it.
2: Uh, It was so great. And it just kept sort of Uh from there. I just kept showing up with Raymond, meeting people. And then I think that's kind of more the time that I started being around Molly more. right? And then the next, in 2013, she got me my first union job Uh, on The Walking Dead.
3: Right. Which is a a big deal.
2: Yeah. So that was like my first. But at that point, I had already been doing PA work, and right. set dressing on non-union stuff, a lot of commercials with Brandon, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing for a while. So I wasn't like the freshest and the greenest, which yeah. sometimes people <laughs> <Yeah>. nowadays, <laughs> they are. yeah. But it was great. Molly, guardian angel of my film career. Really. She's awesome. She is. And then she gave me my first decorating job on Stand Against Evil. Right. So it really was a full circle with her yeah. getting me. And it all just kind of fell into place from there, set dressing, and then set dressing turned into buying, and uh-huh. then buying into occasional decorating.
3: <laughs> what do you aspire to do from here?
2: Decorate, yeah. Really? That's, that's the goal. That's the ultimate dream. Um, but, you know, I want to learn as yeah. much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. I've worked for a lot of different people yeah, and a lot of different styles of decorators, and I feel like every show... Every show is always, like, the worst show, you know? (laughs) Like, everybody finishes and they're like, this is the craziest job I've ever had. I know. This is so awful. Until
3: the next one. (laughs) Until the
2: next one. (laughs) But I truly have had some that were... Really, just
3: yeah. Some of them are more bonkers, <laughs> insane.
2: But it's like uh, it kind of bonds you with the people. It's like war stories. Yeah, for sure. Like I, for a long time, I've had this um, group text. Do you know Sam Carter? Did you guys ever meet? I
4: don't think so. He's another
2: one of those puppet people. Okay. Yeah, you would love Sam. Uh-huh. He's great. And he, I met him through Raymond and puppetry, but then we went on to set dress together. Right. And we all did this movie. Me, well. It was called Mina. Now it's called American Made. I don't know if you ever saw it.
3: Mm, you don't, who's in it?
2: Tom Cruise. You it's about Barry Seals.
3: I haven't heard of this.
2: <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> Tom Cruise made a
3: movie that flew under the radar?
2: Uh, It took like three years to release because of reshoots. And, yeah, so but it was, it was a really – so. Problematic. They were Yeah. Mazzy and Sam and some other friends were all uh, set dressing on this movie. And it was my first buying job, uh-huh. like my first official buying on a movie job. And it was – Totally bonkers, you know. <laughs> it was just really hard. And
3: My wife worked on a Tom Cruise movie, and it, yeah. I mean, this was years and years and years ago. He but he
2: has more energy than like I know humans should have.
3: But I don't know what it he, is. he can also <laughs> throw a project into chaos yeah. with just an utterance of a sentence.
2: Yeah, and I think he was a producer too, so he had a, I'm he was sure, heavily involved. But I felt like we were all bonded from that yeah. experience together and we still keep up we have a group text
3: oh, that we still
2: fun. talk on and <laughs> it's, it's like those one. people and we like none of us have worked together really since then uh-huh. in different capacities maybe but it's just like a funny like that's our war story yeah it's me, it's the, and i'm sure that so a lot great. of other people who worked at that movie in different departments yeah probably feel the same way
3: yeah the camaraderie like i've talked about it before but I don't know if listeners just quite get, like, it is a it's a deep, deep camaraderie that happens. It is oh, yeah. summer camp. And, like, when we did Stuff You Should Know, especially it was so much fun because uh, Chad, you know, who's been on the show, um, didn't – I mean, we didn't have any money. Yeah. And so it was a lot of people doing a step-up job for the first time, like a job higher than their normal position. Because we couldn't afford, yeah, to pay, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but a lot of times, but you everyone know, stepped
3: up and did such a good job, you know, and it was exciting.
2: Yeah, because it really is. It's going to sound so cliche to say this, but it's like it's not always about the money, right? In this business, no, and of course. There's, I mean, yes, it's cool to get paid, and like you, we all do well for ourselves, and like sure. union jobs. But there's a lot of jobs. And like, you know, like there's tiers of union shows and mm-hmm. I've definitely done shows and taken pay cuts to do something that right. I felt was really awesome and really yeah.
3: fun. And like, something like Stan probably. Yeah, yeah, totally.
2: Yeah. But well, yes and no because Stan was also like a huge opportunity for me. Right. Molly being like – it all kind of happened really fast too. It was like her other decorator had fallen through and it was a whole thing and she's like, all right, you want to come in? Can mm-hmm. you come in? What are you doing? Can right. we come in tomorrow. And yes, decorate this TV series? I can. I
3: was like, oh my God, yes!
2: <laughs> of and course Dana's I can. so
3: great. Oh, and so Janet, fun. I mean, Janet was my first guest on the show oh, for a reason. You know, she's, she's
2: really delightful. Everybody on that show, yeah. is. It's one of those magic sets. It's yeah. like the stuff you should know. Set where like everybody gets along and mm-hmm. everybody keeps coming back to it. Yeah, because they love it. You low know? drama. Like, low drama. Great people. Just like. Dana will roll with a lot of things. You know, yeah. everybody's very much aware of the time and money constraints of right. things. Where it's like, all right, like Molly talked about the – when on her episode, she talked about the whole, like, blanket fort Oh, thing. yeah, yeah. Like, that, was that was so cool. That was the most fun set to dress ever, I bet. Of, like, my career. <laughs> <It was laughs> that's so, so awesome. Fun. And doing those – yeah, you, like, come back to it because you're like, this is fun. That's I, the, like the only way to run a here, set. You know, and that's nice because I've totally done movies where – I really like the people or I really like who I'm working for, right. but the content is just buddy comedy after buddy comedy after right. <laughs> or like yeah. and there isn't that same, yeah, there isn't that same camaraderie when you spend sixty to eighty hours a yeah. week with people. It's like you see them more than your family for you sure, you see them more than you sleep <laughs> now it's like. And then, and in the same way of like when you're set dressing, you spend a lot of time together in close quarters. Mm-hmm. You're like in the back of a truck, right. for hours, and yes. you really get to know people in oh, this yeah. like weird, interesting, intimate way. It's uh-huh. <laughs> like all their idiosyncrasies, and,
3: yeah, it's such yeah. a weird business. It is. But I'm sure it's there's the best. lots like that, but no, I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it just like shoves it's pretty, you together. Pretty
3: unique, I and think. It's very
2: high stress, and I yeah. think that people don't really.
3: You bond always, when that happens.
2: Yeah, appreciate just like how much because time is money and mm. money is every you know. So there's always just different people trying to save money by doing this and cutting that corner and everything's yeah. trying and it all happens so fast. Yeah, and then it's still over. Right, and you're like, wow, I Are missed we ever my friend's see each other again? wedding because of that <laughs> movie oh, that like that or is just tough. like something you know. You do have to make those decisions. Yeah. And I feel very lucky that my partner is in the industry. Right. We very much understand that. And also that, that at this point all of my friends are kind of used to it. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, yeah, you know, if I don't see you for see three, you three months. months. <laughs> it's cool. Like, <laughs> see you when it's over. Call me when it's over. Like- <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. My best friend is on uh, – well, you may know Brett Chapman. He does props.
2: I don't know. He, I don't uh, know as many prop people as I used to.
3: He, he works – uh He's been working on the Marvel stuff and then mm. was on Ozark and just oh, a lot of night right shoots. Show. And you know how that goes when
2: yeah are just like,
3: sorry, guy, I can't see anyone for two and a half months.
2: I think that deterred me, too, from being on set a little bit. Night it was, shoots. It was oh, just worst. like the and the Fraterdays and the, all the oh, it's all overnights. Bad. I and know. It's all bad. Splits.
3: I hated overnight shoots. Yeah. In fact, I walked as a PA, I walked off of a night shoot one time. Uh, on a Cadillac commercial in downtown LA at like 3:30 in the morning.
2: <laughs> I like, had
3: a producer I'm
2: done. yelling I... <laughs> at me and
3: belittling me and I was like I handed her my walkie. And I said good night. I'm going home and I'm going to sleep. <sighs> and I walked off and I'd never made a better decision in my life.
2: I love that. I've definitely wished.
3: And I'm not a that quitter. I've done that. No, I know. <laughs>
2: Sometimes. But it's
3: different. There's a lot more at stake if you have a real job and you weren't just like a PA on this cuz this wasn't my usual crew. Yeah. Like, I would have been there for them, you know, because that's shitty. Yeah. You know, because you are in that together. But this was one job, of those jobs yeah. where, like, I knew nobody and <laughs> there was no camaraderie. No one was looking out for each other. I was like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I'm going home and I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not proud of it. but I've
2: totally – no, I've had moments. <laughs> After I've, I said it
3: was the best thing I ever did.
2: I feel like I've – uh Put up with a lot, mm-hmm. you know, like I've definitely been through shows and jobs and bosses and people that I'm
3: yeah. like,
2: I should not have. But really early on, you know, there wasn't – I felt a lot like out of place a lot. You know, yeah. Like a young woman trying to like be in a more male-dominated field and a yeah. more male dom- – especially set dressing. It's like back then in like 2012, it was like really mostly – guys like yeah. Molly really opened my world but then after Molly and I worked together I didn't work with another woman in set deck for like a year right <laughs> like right. it was so I always kind of felt like okay you know keep your head down be useful yeah. like don't cause stir don't cause trouble and I look back on sometimes where I'm like I should have yeah caused a stir I should have said something I had a weird thing with a, on an indie movie with a producer who was very overly attentive to me. Oh, jeez. And, like, had, like, cornered me one day. Just every day was like, Ugh. let me take you out. Let me take you yeah. out. You know, But I'm like, this is it was one of my first jobs. And I just I wanted the experience and I wanted the resume, you know.
3: It's hard to know what to do. And
2: I just let it happen, let it happen, let it happen. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, this has gone too far. Like, this is weird. He was, like, twice my age. Right. You know, like, all buy you a dress i'll do this i'll like you know let me take that's somewhere what you fancy. need yeah just take like off those glasses and you don't put need on to be dress. working yeah like what's a young woman <laughs> like you do it i've had that i've had so that said creepy. to me so many times of like what's a young woman like you doing you know like teamsters the drivers right uh by construction guy i had a construction worker ask me one time like how old are you oh you should meet my son then you you could get married and not have to do this Mm. And I was just like, okay, um, or, you know, this is my dream and this is what I want to be doing. Right. Maybe I don't want to be married and take care of a family and, you Uh know, like (laughs) why I just felt judged a lot. And it happened a lot with those people just from maybe just from different backgrounds. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I mean,
3: it's a top down thing, though. Like it's uh, still so male dominated mm -hmm. uh, above the line and – It it just dribbles down. So, like, I think the best way to change that is for people like you and Molly and get more female directors and producers and it sets a different tone.
2: Well, and in Georgia, too, specifically, I feel like uh, with below-the-line workers, just, like, old kind of good old boys that are the – yeah, the dry – it's, like, they are so not used to seeing women my age, like, in those kind of careers and trying to do that. Uh And it was so – confusing to them, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, and why aren't like,
3: you in the makeup room?
2: Oh, my gosh. All the time. Yeah. And there's so many – I look back on it now, and I'm a lot more confident now, yeah. I feel like, within my career, and I wouldn't stand for it now. Yeah, And I feel like good. I would have some good retorts, yeah. you know? <laughs> but at the time, I was just like, be quiet, get through your day, don't cause waves. Right. Because you know? I've totally had friends that are like, well, you know, I remember this one time where I went to – You know, report sexual harassment. Nothing happened, and then I was threatened or whatever. So,
3: well, the thousand times that happened. Yeah, you
2: hear those stories when you're back then, before the whole like Me Too explosion. Yeah, stuff, and it does. It intimidates you. Especially, I'm like, I'm 24, 25 years old, right? And I just want to make this job happen for myself. And I'm like, oh, if I, you know, get in a fight with this, that's so shitty. Is like, (laughs) I
3: just want to work and Mm -hmm. do a good job, like a normal human. Yeah. It's so fucked but up. But instead
2: I'm having people comment about yeah. what I'm wearing or what I look like or how strong I am or something. <laughs> I remember having like a a painter – stop. I was like carrying a box of books or something up the stairs and this painter stopped. He's like, you know, you have really sexy arms and oh, you God. move those boxes like that. And it's like he's got like meth mouth and he's just like, oh. it's so gross. <laughs> it's like five kids, you know. I'm like, yeah, no thank you. Uh-huh. You know, just a lot of like – Yeah, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Have
3: you you seen things get a little better over the past couple of years?
2: I'm also – yes, but it's hard to say because I'm in a – I work in a very different capacity now. Right. So now that I'm not set dressing – You're
3: not around I'm not around them.
2: And people treat me a little bit differently. I would say maybe a little bit more respect because I'm in the office side of things as a buyer. I'm like separated from that. And when I am around it, it's very brief. It's kind of – I'm in and out. I'm just like walking through the set versus working on the set. Right. And people. So I don't know. Maybe I'll ask some of my set dresser friends. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How's it gotten better? Because I definitely don't experience it in the same way that I did then.
3: I would think at at the very least uh, fear might get some dumb shits to snap to order.
2: I think so. I hope so. (laughs) Because
3: it's, you know, if you're a creep, maybe at least you're afraid to be a creep now. Yeah.
2: I, I would hope so because it, it was very prevalent Yeah, and it was felt in a lot of different ways. And that was another experience I had as being a prop person that I was like, I don't really want to be on set. You right. know, like after that whole thing with that producer, it like really didn't sit well with yeah. me. And I was like, you know, I think I want to go exist in my own bubble uh-huh. of movie making yeah. <laughs> away from well, all these you, people. For,
3: you know, like <laughs> but in your own way.
2: Yeah. I like I like where I ended up. I'm excited about future things and good really enjoying the job I'm doing now. And it's I feel like it's important to do different things mm-hmm. a lot. Like I think you get stuck in a rut a lot of times, Just like any job. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, oh, that must be so exciting. Everything's different every day. And it's like, yeah, until you've done three buddy comedies in a row right. and you're like, if I have to do another <laughs> penthouse, I'm gonna like gouge yeah. my eyeballs out. Like right. I can't, you know. Yeah. So I think it's important to take breaks and mm-hmm. do things that are passion projects or you know just different content yeah so you're like, oh I'm looking for something new and you're right. not having to just go to the same stores and listen. yeah
3: that can be restorative it's,
2: yeah it's like I got to a point on this one show where I was going to target so much oh, that the guy knew me uh-huh. I was like what up movie lady like <laughs> uh, you know because I mean who else goes to Target at 7.30 in the morning besides like other
3: <laughs> and buys seven end tables <laughs>
2: yeah and I would run into like other buyers too we're all like oh good morning right like, drinking Starbucks nothing's open you yeah know? <laughs> yeah well <laughs> like, Starbucks is in
3: Target yeah. it's perfect
2: and it's yeah like well nothing's all, you know when you're going to work at 6 o'clock in the morning I know. you're walking in as they're unlocking the doors uh-huh. <laughs> so you can get it's that like, lampshade to every set. day is Black, Black so Friday <laughs>
3: It's really funny. It's so
2: funny. Yeah, the non-important, important things. I know. Where it's like the world is going to end right. if you don't get this – if you don't drive like a maniac through Atlanta traffic uh-huh. to get to this one place, drop this off at set. Everybody's yelling at you because you're trying to drive your van up to set to Right. Like throw a lampshade out the window.
4: God.
2: All the things. Yeah. Think about that when you watch a movie. I know. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, what So weird much things. goes into it. Yeah, I think that's why I'm really kind of forgiving of bad movies, yeah. too, because I feel like it's so hard to make movies. It is. And there, this... are,
3: Everything's stacked against you. Oh, my gosh. Like there are a million things that can and do go wrong. Oh, yeah. So when it goes right, it seems like a bit it's of a beautiful. miracle. It's yeah. a
2: miracle, especially when you don't have money or you don't yeah. – like your crew sucks or like something <laughs> happens yeah. where I feel like I can be sort of forgiving. Because I've had those moments where I've watched something back and I'm like, that's not how I – intended that to look, but uh-huh. the second that I left, the DP moved uh-huh. that thing there, <laughs> and then, you know, this person forgot to change out the magnets on the fridge from uh-huh. the time period, to, you know, just oh, like no. dumb stuff yeah. where you're like, man, I hate that that happened. Yeah. so then I think about like I'll see something. I'm like, oh God, that looks terrible. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, maybe something happened. You know?
3: <laughs> I'm
4: right. like
2: maybe I shouldn't be uh, such there's an a asshole. story there <laughs> like, there's a story there. yeah. I feel like I can find something redeeming yeah. in almost anything.
3: Well, that's good. That's a good way to be, I think.
2: Well, I think that you can watch movies from a lot of different lenses. Yeah. You can watch a movie where you're like, oh, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It looks so good, but it's like horrifically boring. Right. Or terribly acted. Right. Or way overlit, you know? Yeah. Something. But like the design is beautiful. Yeah. Or the design's terrible, but the performances are amazing. Right. And you can really, I feel like I can separate myself. Yeah really easily in that way.
3: And when it, like, it all comes together though, that's when like it's truly <sighs> fireworks. Magic. Yeah.
2: Yeah, movie magic. Yep. But there can be, yeah. There can be a lot of different things <laughs> that uh-huh. <can> go wrong. <laughs> it's like why did you cast this person? <laughs> <laughs> like what oh, decision? Okay. <laughs>
1: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more
4: details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure to start planning your trip, visit Tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect.
0: This is Amy Brown from four things with Amy Brown today. Healthier is happening at CVS health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak street health and CVS pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually
3: All right. Should we get into uh, Jurassic Park? Oh,
2: Jurassic Park.
3: So I watched this last night uh, again
4: <laughs> for the very
3: first time. Yeah. Now, I watched it last night again. And here's the deal. I was 22 years old when this came out. So I'm I'm probably, like, close to your brother's age.
2: I was six, I think. Big diff. It was my first movie I saw in the theater.
3: I well, I know the answer to that then for later. Uh, but this movie, like... I was in college in Athens and Mm -hmm. went and saw it on, uh, I don't know about opening weekend, but very soon after it came out. And it was pretty magical for me as a 22-year-old. But I can't imagine being 6 to 12 and like what this movie must have – like this experience must have been like.
2: It was – well, for me, I – I don't know. I was kind of like – a nerd kid in the sense of like, I loved science. Yeah, I was very drawn to science. And I remember I saw this and I was instantly obsessed yeah. with dinosaurs. I had to have every book, mm-hmm. every figurine, you know, I was so into it. I was going to be a paleontologist. Yeah. I was so down. And then I saw like Free Willy. I was like, I'm going to be a marine biologist. Right. <laughs> then I saw, you know, like Indiana Jones. I was like, I'm going to be an archaeologist. Like right. I had so many different stages of like what inspired me as a child and it was always science related (laughs) that's cool (laughs) i loved science and i loved it was just yeah visually so crazy and so amazing and i had a wonderfully picturesque childhood yeah truly suburban happy best parents ever amazing so i really think i enjoyed getting into escapism in Uh movies of like letting my imagination go crazy yeah like what are other worlds like? Right. Like, what if this could happen? Uh-huh. And I do feel like watching it now, I feel like the science almost is kind of believable to me still. I'm Dude, just like, it's,
3: I wrote right here, like, the smartest thing Spielberg did.
2: This could happen.
3: Yeah, was that uh, – was make it believable. That that cartoon, the Dino DNA. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was such a per- brilliant way to, mm-hmm. to just get all the – like – all the science almost out of the way. Yeah. So you buy into it.
2: Well, it took it away from being a monster movie. Yeah. Like you an could e believe movie it. movie into like a, oh my God, could this? Mes- are people crazy enough blood fr- to do that? From Amber, like,
3: <laughs> yeah. I watched it last night and was like, well, that kind of checks out in a weird yeah, way. Yeah. It's like kind of Is brilliant. Is it possible?
2: Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? No. I it's definitely not, am not but- as <laughs> into science as I used to be. So. <laughs> Took a turn
3: well but filmmaking wise it was just a brilliant choice to have that and mm-hmm. uh, because it worked in the story it worked it immediately you buy in as a as an audience member you you check out or rather maybe check in to believing like all right there are dinosaurs yeah and and it's a shared experience with the the people on screen like when they you know the big money shot <sighs> yeah like, Alan and Ellie.
2: And he turns her head and yes. her mouth just drops open.
3: But, like, as an audience member, because that was the first time we were seeing CGI on that level. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone in the audience had the same feeling that they had all at the same time. Yeah. Because we had never seen that on a movie screen. And it was just – I remember it was fucking overwhelming.
2: It was really revolutionary. Yeah. Like, reading about it now, too, just, like, it was really the first movie that – did that? Yeah, that combined animatronics and CGI in that way mm-hmm. to make a realistic. Because I watched like some behind the scenes. Yeah, we have. I got like a found it at a thrift store, like oh, a Jurassic yeah? Park, like <laughs> new edition, and it had all these extras. bonus features and extras. And they talk about it because they had built stop motion characters. Yeah, that's what they, they were, were going to do. Yeah. And then somebody was like, you know what? Let me let me try this. Uh-huh. Like, let me try this this newfangled thing. Right. Like, look, you know. Look at and what then we they can did do. it, and it was so real, and it just blew people's minds. Yeah. That they were like, oh my gosh, yeah, this, this is what yeah. we're doing. Like, this is how we have to do it. Yeah. And it's so cool to watch that come alive and it holds up.
3: Yeah, like, it does. It looks
2: good. It's like, I totally agree. Compared to a lot of,
3: it looks better than some modern CGI. Yeah,
2: and a lot of, places. there's like that whole, I feel like the late 90s, early 2000s was not good for movie making. Well, they went
3: nuts with it. Yeah. And and it's like, we can do anything. It's like, no, you really can't. No,
2: I think what truly grounds it is that combination of the animatronics, because then you're truly when you see the T-Rex chasing them in the Jeep, you're seeing that first scene with him. Where it was a real thing. Yeah, it was a real thing. Yeah. And that's what makes it even more like just visually feast your eyes on it. It's so crazy. Yeah. So you're like, wow. That's a dinosaur. Right. This is real. Yeah. And then you go to Universal Studios and you go on the ride. <laughs> and you're like,
3: Yeah. That's
4: a
2: dinosaur. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god. As a little kid, totally. Did you go? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all of my favorite movies as a kid though were like Universal Studios, like Jaws. Th- they also
3: had a ride. Oh
2: yeah. They had a ride. It was like Jaws, Back to the Future, yeah. Alien, like I loved it. Right. And we lived in Florida for a little bit when I was a kid. And uh-huh. we would go. And it was, like, yeah. mind blown. Oh, yeah. Back
3: yeah. to the future. <laughs> um, the uh, I mean, it's funny you mentioned Jaws because Steelberg has flat out said, like, I wanted to make Jaws on land, basically.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I, I forgot how terrifying that opening bit is, which was basically Jaws on steroids. So that opening scene from Jaws. So good. It was so scary. So good. And I also daughter, watched that when
2: I was, like, five. <laughs> well, see, that's the
3: thing is my daughter is dinosaur obsessed. Awesome. She's three and a half. Love it. And, like, literally runs around the house talking about, you know, Triceratops. And, like, she knows all the names. And this one eats vegetables. and Aww. It's great. But I was like – last night I was like, hmm, when is Jurassic Park okay? And I forget how terrifying this movie is in part. I don't
2: know. Now. I mean <laughs>
3: – Not yet, Mallory. I was totally – yet.
2: But I was also – I think I just – I also really loved scary stuff when I was a kid. Because, again, right like Jurassic childhood – the level of the little bit of danger, a little bit of excitement. Yeah. And I remember watching Jaws very, very young. Yeah. And being same here. So terrified of the ocean. Yeah. Like, nope, not having it. But then just, you know, watching it over and over and over again. Yeah. And being obsessed with it. But still. That's gonna happen, you know. Like the giant shark is gonna come out of the (laughs) ocean. Dude, I was scared of
3: swimming pools for a little while. It's like none of it made any sense. I was like afraid of water, (laughs) and I don't even think I saw Jaws when I was young. It's one of my favorite movies now, but I wasn't allowed to see that. It was just the the myth around Jaws that it was still scary, like in pop culture.
2: My parents, like, they'll probably listen to this now, be like, "We really let her do that," (laughs) but yeah, I was couldn't be stopped.
3: Uh, another thing that hit me last night, too, was um, was just how good the acting is. And, like, Laura Dern, oh, Lord. for 93, like, this is a pretty forward-thinking movie. Like, it was mm-hmm. a female scientist who yes. didn't take shit. That's a lot of
2: reasons I picked herself. this. And who stood up for herself.
3: Yeah, it was – watching last night, I was like, man, this was really – and it, you hate to say, like in '93, it was ahead of its time because it wasn't like the 1940s. Yeah. But, but it was in '93, there weren't a lot of female characters like this.
2: There weren't. And it's not even just her. It's like all the the little girl is a hacker. She saves the like, day. She's like, she saves the day. And I and love that. And they switched
3: that, actually. She wasn't supposed to save the I day. I know,
2: in the book, uh, it's right. the brother uh-huh. is this hacker kid. But yeah, yeah. All of the all the dinosaurs are women also oh that's right yeah i think it's kind of a cool and i love how everybody kind of gets a chance at saving the day Right. There's not one hero of this right. movie.
3: Yeah, yeah, you're like right. from
2: you know, like Jeff Goldblum gets out and runs with the flares and distracts. <laughs> Which them was his idea. Then, I, yeah, I read, I read that. <laughs> Which he I was kind of like. I was
3: supposed to run away and be scared, but wouldn't it be great if I was got like <laughs> was, was like, really cool. brave?
2: <laughs> but it's great because everybody. And then you have Sam Neill, who's kind of this reluctant hero yeah. who comes around to it, and then you know the little girl saves the day, and like uh-huh. the little boy has this, like everybody has their moment. Yeah. Yeah, Ellie, she's like. We can discuss sexism and survival tactics when I get back. Right. Because that old man is like, oh, I should go. Yeah, She's yeah, like, yeah. Please. Yeah, she I got was this. such a badass She's in this so movie. Cool. And I
3: love Laura Dern. Always me too. have. Oh, velvet. Well, yeah. Good. Oh, man. Mm. Don't get me started. Did you ever see uh, <laughs> Enlightened, her TV show?
2: No, I have not.
3: You should watch that. It She's was only around great. for a couple of years, but it was the show that uh, Mike White did. Um, and it's so good. Yeah. It's really, really good. It was, I was I so Showtime. inspired
2: by her. Yeah. She's a doctor. Yeah. She had her out. And it was like, you know, her and Samuel in the movie they are they're together. Right. But there's no love story. They don't play that up. They don't. No. The only time they talk about it is like when Jeff Goldblum's trying to hit on her, which is like right. her one moment where she's like, I don't get it. Yeah. You know, she's like had, Well,
3: he's so creepy in that but scene think, too, yeah, like they, touching her hair. I was like, oh, what are well, you doing, Goldblum?
2: <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> but I think they. they it served a purpose. like well, it, had it was to be Dr. There. Malcolm,
3: you know. Yeah, that was it, sort of his character.
2: And they had to have that whole conversation about the chaos. You know, they yeah. had to build that in somehow sure. and explain it in a way that right. the viewer could understand by her kind of yeah. being that vehicle for he's it.
3: He's great, though. I mean, what a weird uh, – like, I always just sort of accepted that role at face value. But no, last he's... night I was like, what a weird choice to play this
2: and he's the sex symbol. Yeah, like he's, he's, like, the, he's, he's the plays like, like he's it like he's a rock open. star. Yeah. He's got a leather jacket and
3: he's always striking these poses. And
2: oh, it's iconic. The, yeah, you know his shirt. That's just one open. big pile of shit. Yeah, like,
3: <laughs> he has his shirt open and it's just like such it's a weird so choice funny. Though.
2: I love it. He has all, all the Spielberg, good lines.
3: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder Spielberg though, like, just gave him room to do that, mm-hmm. or if he was like, it's sort of weird that this chaos mathematician <laughs> thinks he's a rock star. Or but, if he just went with it.
2: But even the – it's a lot. It's like they reference it in the beginning. It's like Hammond – he's like, well, I brought Scientist and you bring a rock star. Oh, yeah, you that's know? true. And they have that whole like dichotomy in the uh, in the helicopter. Where yeah, it's like yeah. Hammond and the Scientist versus the blood-sucking lawyer and right. Al- And he's in all black and Hammond's all white. Oh, yeah. Kind of this like god, devil's really advocate thing. Yeah. yeah, they really – I feel like they really set it up with that – the way they film it too. Yeah. it's like – this side versus this side. Right. And they start those conversations there, and it's foreshadowing for later. Yeah.
3: There's the whole thing with the seatbelt. What was that all about? Two, That's the one thing last female ni- ends. Well, no, I realize that. Is there and symbolism he there?
2: finds – I think life finds a way.
3: Oh. You know, he because last makes night, it work. That, I mean, <laughs> I've seen that a hundred times, and I was like, why'd they do that? What was the whole point of that?
2: That's my theory of it. Sly it's like it's away. two female ends, which okay. is the foreshadowing wow, of the female. Wow, look at you. You know, and then he, he makes – you know, he ties it together. Yeah. And wow. they end up
3: – Never really yeah. considered that.
2: There's all these little moments, and I love that about – I think that's a thing that, like, Spielberg always does in Uh his movies is, like, Easter eggs and hiding these little moments, you know. And, like, there's the part – I didn't know this until recently when I was, like, reading about it – is Nedry is actually watching Jaws on one of his computers. Oh, really? In the very beginning. It's so small. It's, like, such a blip that you you almost don't catch it. Uh But it's on – he's got his three computers set up. And on one of the computers – Jaws is playing, like, in a corner. And he does that. He, like, plants all these little funny references. He has the picture of... Uh, the father of the atomic bomb. Like okay, I was going to
3: ask. I knew that. I thought that's who that was.
2: Yeah, they just like plants all these little But they things. hang on
3: that picture so you know it's like yeah. it's no accident.
2: Yeah, and I think there's, who knows, there's probably a lot of different ways to look at that. Yeah. It's like maybe it's the chaos theory or right. maybe it's something about baby boomers or, or be, who knows. playing God. Playing God, yeah.
3: Yeah, which uh, Hammond was doing.
2: Exactly, and that whole sort of should you or shouldn't you.
3: Yeah, that scene um, where Malcolm sort of dresses him down is pretty awesome and like really hardcore. Yeah. Like for a kid's movie, quote unquote, mm-hmm. like at the end, he, he flat out says, he says, <laughs> what you call, was it progress? I call the rape of the, the natural mm-hmm. world or whatever. mean that's like, like. Pretty
2: heavy. Yeah. That's super heavy. Because <laughs> I think that's a very interesting sort of idea of nature. Yeah. Like, do we have the right? Right. Should we mess with nature in that way? I mean, yeah. we've seen all the horrible effects now yeah. <laughs> that we're having by messing with nature. And, like, is that right or not? Like, yeah. nature got rid of dinosaurs for a reason. Right. So, who are we to think that, you yeah. know, we can just control them and bring well, and like them Well, like you
3: said, he said they had their shot. You know, this isn't, yeah, it wasn't deforestation. Like they, no one – no humans were around. Yeah. They had their chance.
2: They had their chance. That's now they're not here. That's a great moment in the movie.
3: It is. Like for science and it's, it's pretty great.
2: There's a lot. Oh, There's so many fun little moments. It's um, such a good movie.
3: I forgot when uh, the whole reason – like if you would have asked me before yesterday like why did Ellie and Alan go, I would have said, well, the guy funded their dig and uh, just wanted to show off his thing. And no, it's
2: the guy dies. He needed
3: Well, he, yeah, he needed approval yeah. to move forward. And I, for, I kind of forgot that. And that really gives it like something at stake. Yeah. And then, of course, at the end, dumb me, I <laughs> forgot the big line. Like, I've decided not to endorse yeah, your park or whatever. So funny. Which is such a kind of a great corny moment.
2: I do think that's like the one kind of fun B movie moment of the movie is that in that beginning, that's like where it opens. You yeah. Know? And you don't see the dinosaur. You yeah. just have this whole, it's like, Jaws. He's like shoot her. Yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it sets it up, and you're like, what's going to happen? Right. And then it goes to the scene with Nedry where they're like, following the Dodgson, the character's name is Dodgson, that's like oh, coming with the money. That's to like, right. And it's, you know, you're like following that through the so market. Uh-huh. And it's kind of setting up this like shady yeah. business deal, you know.
3: <laughs> We've got Dodgson. Yeah. <laughs> right here. That's
2: so silly. That's so funny. But yeah, I think that is the, kind of the funny like monster movie moment. Yeah. Where you're like seeing oh, sure. the setup, you're like, okay, something crazy just happened. Uh-huh. Something shady is going to happen. Yeah. Now, what's, you know, and yeah, then you and then it's like the amber mine, and then they're in the, you yeah. know the scene where they're at the dig and the badlands, which doesn't, I don't know if it actually is in the Badlands. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really look like it, it kind of just looks like the desert.
3: Where did I th- read that they shot that? I read that last night. I can't remember. I want to say Montana,
2: is it? Maybe okay. it may have been. it definitely it it just looks like the desert, but yeah, sure, I love that. And I love when they go in the trailer, and the trailer has such,
4: yeah. Depth.
2: It's like so layered oh, and so set that's deck. like You're a set just, deck uh-huh, moment where uh-huh. I'm like, and there's a thing on the fridge. There's like a they have all these newspaper articles cut out. It's yeah. like space aliens stole my face. Right. You know, like all this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, weekly oh, world I news. I love stuff like that. Like little yeah. things that you know someone like me was just like this is going to be funny nobody's Dude, ever going to notice I know exactly this what you're talking and then about. you do <laughs> those
3: little inside jokes like the only art department like you sneak your little things in yeah yeah, yeah. it's always and, a, like on a fridge yeah and that's I where just you can bury that.
2: stuff <laughs> i really get into still like layering that's yeah. such an important part of what we do and you know i think it's inter- you can make a movie look great yeah. when you're doing science fiction fantasy you can really make these like spectacular looking Movies, But yeah. I think the real success is when you do those like real life movies right. and you have those real life moments where yeah. it's just layered and real and it uh-huh. doesn't look like a real estate house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that happens a lot, sure, and it's you can tell yeah. when people put that extra mile into right. the layer. It's like this
3: is a model home.
2: Yeah, we call it the life layer. You know? Oh, really?
3: <laughs> is that the <laughs> term? Like a,
2: it's just I've that's I've referred to it, and a lot of people do. I a lot like of decorators too. They like get the life layer right.
3: You yeah, know? I but like it's that. so true. It it's is so, so true. important,
2: and I think they you don't get a lot of chances for that in a right. movie like Jurassic Park and uh, that's true cuz they're you know they're in the forest and they're yeah, in there's, the it's visitor not like they're ever center in someone's house yeah, yeah. It's the Only time you really see it is there in the trailer, Nedry's yeah. Nedry's desk, which is just like a
3: yeah, shit's die. it's pretty great. Samuel
2: Jackson pushes <laughs> it off, it's like, God, look at <laughs> this workspace, yeah. <laughs> and he's smoking
3: the entire time, which yeah. is also very great.
2: Oh, he's so good. I tell people to hold on to their butts like daily, like uh, that really? is a, that it, I make hold a lot on to of. Your butts. <laughs> I love that reference, yeah. And I make it a lot, and sometimes it lands, sometimes it doesn't, right?
3: <laughs> I oh. also use
2: Clever Girl a lot, yeah. Which, that's
3: – I mean, there are genuine, like, legit memes that have come out of this, like, uh, quite a few.
2: Oh, there's so many good lines. And sometimes – yeah, again, sometimes people get it. Sometimes they don't. Clever girl. I, I did it one time. I was, like, doing something at work at, like, a Hobby Lobby uh-huh. or something. And I was – we were trying to, like, find if they had um, multiples of the inventory. And the guy was like, oh, I can cross-reference it on the website with this other thing. I was like, oh, clever girl. Uh-huh. And he looked at me like I was out of my
3: mind. Oh, He's no. Like, I'm a man.
1: <laughs> I was like, oh,
2: sorry.
3: <laughs> like, dude. Guess
2: you've never seen Jurassic yeah, Park.
3: Come out from under the rock that you. Yeah. Live.
2: Well, you know, Christian organization. Maybe he had never seen Jurassic Park, but just
3: maybe so. You know,
2: I feel like movie people often like That's right. David's really good at movie quotes, and I miss a lot of them. But he'll yeah, just, sometimes you just throw things out. Yeah, and, yeah. And people are like, "What did you?"
3: Oh yeah, like, Emily and I reference movies. <laughs>
2: blank stare. I'm yeah. like, oh. Guess you never saw that one.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Get with it. Um, uh, I mean, Spielberg's sense of adventure and John Williams has a lot to do with that. Oh God, it's his scores. But when they um, when they're first coming in on the helicopter, it's just like even even now, I know. Like (laughs) the the helicopter was cool, and flying. Just the shots, like flying through the mountains and the jungle, Mm -hmm. and that one great shot, like when they're just going down in front of that waterfall. and it's just, like, it really puts you there. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, it's just so iconic. Yeah. And those soundtracks, like, I love it when you can just score a movie and yeah. there's no real, like,
3: Yeah, yeah, like actual movie play, or song placement. Yeah. yeah.
2: And those ones where it just sticks with you your whole life, Jaws, same way. Right. It's like those, you hear those, like, a few notes and uh-huh. you instantly know what it is. Yeah. And I think that's kind of amazing and iconic of, like, Wow.
3: Yeah, I wasn't at a place when uh, I was in college where I thought, like, I grew up with Spielberg Mm 1.0 and, like, E.T. when I was the age that you were, or maybe a little bit older, but E.T. and, you know, Jaws and Close Encounters and the Raiders movies, and I kind of was surprised by this in college because, like, he went on to make The Color Purple and Empire Mm -hmm. of the Sun, and I kind of wondered, like, is Spielberg, have we lost him for these big Movie, movie, adventure movies. And then he comes out with this. And I didn't, I guess I didn't realize at the time it was going to be so iconic.
2: Yeah, it's like one of the highest grossing film franchises of all time. And I did, I rewatched Lost World as well. Really? I did not make it to the third. Yeah, Lost World is still Spielberg, I think. Yeah. And And then.
3: Okay, that was the one. Which that's one?
2: like Jeff Goldblum's the star. Oh, right. Which is just fun for but not all of Vince us ladies. Vaughan. No, yeah, he's in that okay, one.
3: Okay, he's in that yeah, one. Yeah,
2: that's the Vince Vaughn, Julianne Moore. Oh, okay. Where like they go back to the sister island oh, and they're right. like trying to sabotage because like Ingen is trying to bring the dinosaurs to San Diego. Right. And then they have the whole Godzilla moment oh, where yeah, yeah. you know the SS venture go which is a Godzilla reference, like uh-huh. comes in to the, you know, and the dinosaurs escaped. Did and, you like
3: them? The sequels?
2: Um, I liked Lost World in a different way. Okay. Like it's definitely – it's no Jurassic Park to me. Right. Of course. But I enjoyed it. I love Jeff Goldblum. Mm -hmm. I would watch Jeff Goldblum read the phone book to me. I met him once. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's amazing.
3: uh, Sketchfest last year, which is the thing that Janet invites us to do every year. And they put everyone up in the same hotel. He was doing some, like, Jeff Goldblum tribute thing.
2: Because, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause he's amazing. <laughs> and
3: I walked out of the hotel, uh, Emily and I, and there was a group of my friends, like, various podcasters and comedians. All, we were all just kind of standing around. Goldblum comes out. And he oh, knows some God. of them. So all of a sudden I'm sort of in sort of a shared group with Jeff Goldblum and you're just, just like, trying to yes! be cool. I was like, yeah, you know, I belong here. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. It's cool. This
2: is totally cool. I'm totally chill. Right. Uh, yeah.
3: But this one uh, <laughs> young woman who's a comedian came up who, whom I didn't know and she was like, I hate to be like that, but like, you're the best and can we get a picture? And he Goldblumed her. He like – he would like literally danced over to uh. her. <laughs> And took her, swung her around, and took her in his arms, and they were both facing, but she was in front of him, and he had like his head on her shoulder, and he was just kind of dancing oh, with her and die. singing in her ear. Oh my god! And everybody was like, "Oh, he's just gold blooming the shit out of that lady." I love
2: that. I and love that. Everybody
3: melted. I was like, "I want Jeff Goldblum to go bloom I know. me." <laughs> Can you whisper in my yeah. ear? But it wasn't creepy. Like, you had to be there. It was, like, total goblin moment. No, I, I can imagine. By all accounts, that's who he is.
2: He seems like that. Like he seems like a genuinely fun dude. person. Yeah. And I love that. I feel like he's gotten better with age. I and do, too. <laughs> he's just, like, He's this, more
3: handsome now than he was oh, in so his, like, 20s. Yeah, and he's
2: and so cool. you look at the fly. Yeah. yeah.
3: He really is just one of those guys that—and it's a trait I wish I had more of, which is so comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. That, like, uh, Jeff Goldblum, he doesn't have any issues with himself, does he? Yeah, and I feel he's like got he it all just kind of do whatever now. And he's
2: just like, I'm Jeff Goldblum.
3: Did you but see I... that big statue? No. Uh, a couple of years ago, I just randomly found this last night when I was researching this. Someone did a, oh, where was it? I feel like it was in another country. This, like, 30-foot Jeff Goldblum statue of him laying on the ground with his shirt open. And it was just oh, like this so good. random piece of art. Then everyone <laughs> would go, like, take pictures being cradled in his arms.
2: Life finds a way. I know. Um, no, he's fantastic. And Lost World, I did enjoy because he's fun right. to watch, and he's uh, has great little comedic moments. And yeah. Also, great female roles in uh, Lost
3: World, and that was the one right after. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: so Julianne Moore, sure, she's scientist. She's like in the jungle. She yeah. studies predators. Total badass. And then he's got this daughter who like oh, sneaks that's along, right. and she has this moment where she like does this gymnast move uh-huh. and, like, kicks a velociraptor outside, right. like, with her. And I just – it's so cheesy, but I just loved it. Because yeah. I was like, hell, yeah, 13-year-old uh-huh. girl. It's like he always gave the women the chance yeah. to save the day in the movie. Yeah, and I, I feel like, like
3: Spielberg – he knows how to work with kids, first mm-hmm. of all. And then I think he wants uh, – and not just female characters, but he wants kids to get their due. Yeah. As, like, capable and cool. yeah.
2: Like they're fully realized people yeah, and they're yeah. not just like two props. Right. Like I love the little kid in the first one who's – he's just so enthralled
3: the, the by good Dr. Grant. The boy or that little, little asshole boy. at the beginning? Oh, OK. No,
2: no, no. Not the asshole. Right? Yeah, that kid sucks. <laughs> that's like – I feel like that's just setting more of the stage of like oh, Dr. Course. Grant's child hating. But I love the, you know, he's dressed like him. He, yeah. He, like, is... I read your book. He, he, I read your book, so yeah. So cute. And he's just so obsessed with him, thinks he's so cool, and then they have this whole, you know, journey together. And, uh-huh. you know, brings them... I love that.
3: Which car are you riding in? Yeah. Whichever he's, like, an one you actual are. character. And he's got, <laughs>
2: you know, his own interests. And they gave... I love that they gave the girl the hacking thing. Yeah. Because it really... She didn't have much right. to her. She got that role because she could scream. Yeah. Like that. Like, I don't think she really went on to do anything else. (laughs) No, I don't think she's (laughs) done But she, you know, that scream, like blood curdling, you know. But she doesn't have much other, you know, character development to her. She's just kind of this, like, scared kid. Yeah. But then she gets to come into her own and have this moment where she's – you know, trying to save her brother from the raptors yeah. and then she saves everybody by yeah. booting up the system and like knowing how to work this computer because yeah. everybody else is dead.
3: Well, and <laughs> the way they shot that scene too, it's even such a big movie moment mm-hmm. because she swings that chair around and the camera like zooms, zooms in and in is she race. like – and she's so excited. It's just such a great moment.
2: I love it. And it's just – again, yeah, everybody gets to have their moments and their – You know, Uh save the day. Like, I love Ellie running through the forest. Oh, yeah. I love the moment where she finds the arm. She's Uh like, oh, Dr. Arnold. Yeah. That's another kind. I feel like that's kind of a B-movie moment. Oh, totally. He
3: had his little horror Saturday morning B-movie But in, like, a fun way. Totally.
2: And she, yeah, and she still is just like, I got this. Yeah. Let me just, like, run and. Run, like, go back inside. Yeah. <laughs>
3: she does scared really well, too. She's like, just so
2: cool. In yeah. It. She's the coolest. David teases me that I have my Jurassic Park outfit. Oh, we, were like, we were like, well, we were traveling, and he like took this picture of me. It was he's like, like, khaki cargo you shorts. You realized that you're wearing <laughs> like, high waisted shorts, like a tied up button down, a kerchief, which I'm wearing now. Like, I, oh, it's I definitely it. fashion influenced by her. Her all denim look yeah, in the beginning. Yeah. Like, she's just so cool, like, in the <laughs> 90s way. I'm just like,
3: yeah. That's awesome.
2: Effortlessly cool, you know. Oh yeah. Not overly sexualized in yeah. any way. Like she's just wearing practical clothes.
3: Yeah, not no, no, nothing about it was like look running. at this pretty lady who <laughs> yeah. what she is, but it wasn't it was whatever. She was just a scientist.
2: Which I appreciate. Because yeah. so many women in movies
3: are oh. props. Yeah. That, essentially. That, In the hands of anyone else, that might have been the case, you know. It might have been fucking Denise Richards in there. And then
2: she's got like a low-cut shirt or something just like totally not practical. Yeah. Like the sequels are really – there's like people give them a really hard time because the character – What's her name? Um, the, like, new – the redhead. like
3: Oh. Um, uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Howard. Yeah.
2: She is, like, running in heels the whole time. But they were like, no, uh, it's, like, a character choice because, like, her character is this, like, really prissy whatever. Maybe. But, but it's also It just,
3: distracts me, yeah, though. Like, I literally sat watching those movies thinking, what? how is she running?
2: It's frustrating. Yeah. And she's – yeah, she's very, like, gussied up and yeah, like, hot. Yeah, yeah. And I understand – you know, the argument, of course, like, well, that's her character. She is this person. She would be wearing that. Yeah. But it's also just, like, annoying because I'm like, okay, kick them off. Right. You're running through a gift shop. Snag a pair of tennis yeah. shoes on that's your way, you know, that's like, just grab moment. something and, like, get yourself. Yeah. I have a mixed feelings about the new ones. Yeah. I watch them, uh, and I will continue to watch them.
3: <laughs> I will, too. I think they're Whether. okay. The first one was – uh I think the first one did a good job of sort of um, stirring the nostalgia soup.
2: yeah Oh um, so many references. yeah so many Easter eggs and it was
3: it was fun yeah. enough. The love last the Jimmy one, Buffett yeah.
2: moment. I don't know. How, I don't even he, remember. There's it. like a moment where there's like a margarita. It's like the dinosaurs have broken free again because, uh-huh. you know, yeah, yeah. it's going to keep happening. Life finds a way. And he <laughs> – there's like – I didn't even realize it was Jimmy Buffett at first, but there's like this whole like margaritaville crashing moment. Like, oh, that's hilarious. And there's actually a shot of Jimmy Buffett running away holding really? two margaritas, which I thought was a – wonderful little
3: tidbit. Like, oh, wow. I didn't notice tidbit. that. I
2: didn't notice it at first. I did notice the Jimmy Buffett Margarita Vilk. I think they referenced it in the second one too.
3: Right. Really?
2: Which is just like a funny – because uh-huh. those are so ubiquitous. Like, Oh, yeah. It's so I thought it, it kind of put a funny modern spin uh-huh. on like what it would be like now. Yeah. Because they couldn't – like Jurassic Park 1993 wouldn't sell in the same way that right. Jurassic Park 2018, yeah. 2019 whatever, would. It's yeah. like you got to have it – Merchandise and you're going to have all these different sponsors. Yeah. Like I thought that was a smart way of kind of bringing it up to date. Yeah. By having it be like so theme parky, Like it definitely felt like Universal Studios. Yeah. You know? And it
3: felt – and even in this one, like the, the whole setup of the park and it all felt very real. Like this is how they would do it. Yeah. If they did make dinosaurs, it would be the blood-sucking lawyers – Behind it all,
2: we could charge $10,000 a yeah, day. It was, it was
3: like, oh, maybe we can have That guy is so great. Oh, what, he's so good. That
2: whole moment when he gets eaten is so funny. Martin
3: Ferrero, <laughs> just like, what a great role.
2: So great. And it all blows away that he gets eaten yeah, on the, the toilet. Just a good, cheesy, fun moment. Yeah. We don't know. Does Jeff Goldblum make it? Is he, you know? <laughs> right.
3: He's, like,
2: underneath the brush. Yeah. yeah.
3: But of all the people, the sacrifice, it's, like, the you know, the blood-sucking lawyer, of course, yes. Spielberg, that's a Has little to. veiled shot.
2: Yeah, totally. Just, like, this guy's terrible. Yeah. So we don't mind losing him.
3: No, no one minds. Or
2: mind. Nedry, you know?
3: <laughs> um, And the kid, by the way, you know he's the kid from the Queen movie. Did you see no, the Queen movie? No, I haven't. I have okay. not seen the Queen he movie. Okay. He plays John Deacon. He plays the bass player. Oh, really? And the whole first wow. time I saw that movie— uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I was like,
2: who is that guy? Oh, that's so funny. And it's the
3: kid. It's, uh, what's his name? Joseph
2: Mazzello. Yeah, Joseph Mazzello.
3: Yeah. And also shout out to Ariana Richards. Yeah. Who uh, did not do a lot of after yeah. this, but she's got but this.
2: But she, I was reading something about her a while ago where she says that people still recognize her I'm from sure. that and like come up to her in the grocery store. I saw store pictures. Or... I
3: mean, she's still, you know. It's so funny. Looks like that kid.
2: But the story with that kid was that he had Spielberg screen tested him for Hook.
3: Oh, and liked right. liked
2: like, loved him. So he made he was that great, right before this. Thought he was great, but thought he was too young mm-hmm. for that part. And so then he brought him back for Jurassic Park. And I think yeah. that's also why they switched the ages yeah. of the kids was so that he could be the younger. Because oh, he, he thought okay. it would have been too he supposed much. To be older in the book? Yeah, he's the older brother. But it gotcha. would have been too much to have a younger girl. would have uh-huh. been, like, too scary oh, a little yeah, bit, yeah. you know? cuz you got to give them they got to be old enough that they're not going to like you know right. shit their pants when right. a dinosaur comes <laughs> through the glass which i also read it was not supposed is to happen ter-
3: Oh really that one's the, supposed the the wasn't supposed to bust out The glass
2: wasn't supposed the or like the plastic uh-huh. wasn't supposed to bust out originally but Interesting. That all whole, sorts of things went wrong with the dinosaur. Like oh, it would well, just it's turn like, itself on. Yeah, like Jaws.
3: <laughs> I did read that. that what's her uh, – the, the producer, what's her name? Uh, Spielberg's longtime producer. Uh, Kathleen
2: Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: She's like, we'd be having lunch and the dinosaur just fucking come on. And everyone <laughs> was like, started. oh, my God.
2: <laughs> so I think the looks of terror are real yeah. probably because that's got to be pretty scary. Well, that I mean, sequence
3: I, – I looked last night from the moment um, – What's Wayne Knight's character, Nedry?
2: Nedry, yeah. From the moment oh,
3: Nedry the hits worst. execute and clicks that on mm-hmm. his computer, the next thirty minutes are full-on horror movie. Yeah, like scary, terrifying shit.
2: Because it's all supposed to happen within, like, he says something. He's like, "Well, uh, we well, had like twenty an eighteen minutes. minute in a, yeah, yeah he's window. Like, I have a window. Yeah. So that all of that stuff starts happening. Uh huh. Very rapidly.
3: And it's his stuff with the. Uh, I mean the way they kill him with the raptors oh, with is the fate, so great. With the,
2: it's a dialogue. Diloph- well,
3: what like the the
2: the like spitting thing. Yeah, it's the like, shield or yeah. whatever. <laughs> it's so funny and it's yeah. so good.
3: And so. that looked so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's got those are the animatronics, right?
2: I'm not sure. I think I know the triceratops, I know the T-Rex. And then I'm sure that part of that probably Oh, that was. triceratops
3: scene. Oh, so just good. Just so good. So, and he's like laying on oh it as God. it's breathing. I and remember I just, that from when I was 22 just being like, <sighs> that's what I would do. I would lay on a dinosaur and feel yeah. it breathe.
2: I was just like, how is this thing yeah. real? Like what? Because it seems real. And I then know. you go you then you go to Universal Studios and right. you go on the ride <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God. This thing is just yeah. gigantic. Like,
3: and Ellie is so like – so real in that scene mm-hmm. and so compassionate and like fully in, um, not just to dig through of dinosaur shit, but like when they leave and it, it like all, I feel like all the decisions they make that drive the story forward and put them in their mm-hmm. various spots all make 100% sense. Yeah. It was never like, oh, why are you doing that? Yeah. Or don't go there. Like she wanted to stay with her. Yeah. Cause like she's. Literally with a sick dinosaur.
2: Because she's a paleobotanist. Yeah. And she's trying to figure out what it's eating that's making that's it That's right. Sick, the know?
3: African uh, whatever The plant. berries. Yeah. yeah.
2: And there's another part too where it's supposed to be, and like in the book, the Triceratops is like eating rocks. Like you eat ro- – they ate rocks to like grind down okay. the stuff and then they would pass them once they were smooth. Gotcha. So that was like part of it too because people have
3: – And that was not in the Yeah,
2: because people have like – you know criticized that of just like of the science you never explain it like <laughs> you know it's like really we're gonna we're gonna really pick apart the science right. of this like adventure movie yeah yeah which is truly what it is and why i think i love it so much yeah it's because i loved adventure movies like indiana jones yeah take me away to another world all of, day long you know like our. i loved that and that's totally what it is Let's yeah hop in our jeep which yeah. I was also – I'm realizing now it's like how much all, all that, these things like influence Why do invo- I love all these things? Like why did I want a Jeep so badly when I was a kid? Yeah, because <laughs> like, of this movie. Those moments where, yeah, it's like sticks with you and that's yeah. like – and I still love it and I still watch it frequently just like any time. Oh, it's it's like Jaws. It's like, oh, it's on TV. I'm going right. to watch part of that. You know, there's oh, just absolutely. certain movies like that where,
3: yeah. you know. And Sam Neill so good. I know that oh, Harrison so Ford good. was close to being cast – but um, mm.
2: interesting. But I also think at the time, like those people weren't that famous.
3: I yeah. Don't think. No, like, Sam Neill. You I know, mean, Laura
2: Dern was not super famous. I mean, she'd right. done Blue Velvet and some other things. Yeah, but, but not I like huge, huge movies yeah, like this. One of Samuel L. Jackson's first kind of. Yeah. You know, and I think that's good because I think sometimes you're distracted uh-huh. by like a star vehicle right. in a movie. Totally. it's just like, this isn't a movie about you know whatever. This is a movie about Harrison Ford, you know, yeah, or something that, like that.
3: He would have been. I mean, in some ways, I guess Alan is sort of the main character. They have, he
2: isn't. He isn't. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's,
3: there isn't really a main character. I don't I feel like, like. that. Because yeah. everybody
2: has – again, everybody has their moment. There's like all these different – and i also read other things where it's like criticizing character development and that. And I'm like, wait, so I it's read not- some of that
3: last night too. I got so mad I it's just went to sleep. It's <laughs> annoying
2: because it's not about one no. person. It's about this like collective experience of yeah. their story. So if you spend so much time developing each character, yeah. then you're, you miss out on the chance to develop the story, yeah. their mutual experience that they're having. And,
3: and it was two hours and ten minutes. Yeah, like, What, you can't what really, more do you want? <laughs> you
2: can't – and I kind of disagree with it because I do think they have interesting backstories. And they yeah. all kind of have their reason for existing and how – what they're about. And those then play into different uh-huh. things later. And yeah, yeah. You
3: know, like in the first uh, – I think I clocked it like 18 minutes. Like you know all you need to know about all these characters. Yeah. You know um, Richard Attenborough's Hammond is mm. – what his deal is. I mean, there's a true love in his heart for this project.
2: He's an idealist.
3: Yeah, true. he is. I don't yeah. think it's all about the money. Um, and then just that little bit on the dig that you see at the beginning, uh, you know that they're underfunded and they're broke yeah. scientists. And that's such a real moment when
2: mm-hmm. he
3: says, I'll fund your dig for another yeah. three years.
2: <laughs> and they're like, OK. Like
3: the way they handle that <laughs> was just so you know? real. <laughs> they were like, like they didn't. They didn't know they were going to see dinosaurs at that point. Yeah. They were excited because they get their project funded. Which
2: is so great. Yeah. Which I love that they don't reveal that until yeah. they get there. Then it's it was like
3: – pretty perfect.
2: You know, like eyes bulging out of your head. Yeah. And they're just so fun. Sam Neill is so great.
3: Yeah. That. He's awesome.
2: And just great in general. Yeah, I love seeing I We were talking about Event Horizon the other day. I was like, I want to rewatch that weird movie. I haven't seen <laughs> like, that
3: since then, I don't think.
2: It's very bizarre, yeah. interesting movie. And I remember
3: thinking it was pretty good.
2: I just, and I feel like he's done, he's been in so much stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like hard to remember what he's been in. But then you right. watch something and you're like, oh. Sam, Sam Neill. like there. <laughs> We watched some terrible – well, it wasn't terrible. I shouldn't say that. It was some movie. It was like on TV, uh-huh. Liam Neeson movie. And it's like, you know, all Liam Neeson movies are the same. Yeah, like,
3: they are Liam now. Liam Neeson is the hero. Right. Know?
2: It was like he's on a train and he's got to find out.
3: Like, oh, yeah, yeah. You know? But I Sam Neil is in it. it. Oh, and I like he?
2: hadn't thought about him. Did he him. play the train? <laughs> <laughs> he's like uh, like some police guy or something. Right. That, But he's so – I was like, wow, I haven't thought about Sam Neill yeah. in forever. He looks great. Yeah. He's aged very well. Of course. He's very handsome. And I was just like, man, he's awesome. It's like, I would I would see Sam Neill yeah. do more things.
3: I wonder why they haven't uh, brought them back in any of the new movies. That seems like a no-brainer.
2: It's interesting. If only
3: for a small bit.
2: And they only – do they even – I know they reference Jeff Goldblum. And they have, like, that moment where it's like – but I think he's, like, testifying. I think he's in one of the new ones where he's, like – Think, talking to we'll a court. the most recent one? I think so. But it's so small. It's such a small little right. piece. And I would have more because I am a sucker for nostalgia. Uh, and same I will here. continue to watch it if yeah. you like.
4: Give
3: me a dress. Even if it's bad, I will uh, a sequel now with uh and bring Sam and Ellie back. Or I not would Sam and Ellie, but be Alan way more Ellie.
2: excited about yeah. that. <laughs> for sure.
3: What was your whole take on the um the kids the, the whole bit with like the only thing that kind of bothers me now is the whole thing with like, he doesn't like children.
2: Yeah. It's and kind of she's a trope. like,
3: I really, it is. And yeah. like, it's sort of that, that I, I love Spielberg, but I feel like there's always sort of one thing. Like the bookends in Private Ryan where I'm like, man, just take those out. and It's such a better movie. <laughs> yeah. And so I don't know. I yeah. was a little, a little bothered.
2: But they kind of – I feel like it served its purpose in the sense yeah. to create him as a reluctant hero.
3: That's true. Instead
2: of just like I'm going to save these kids and be this guy. It's Which like, is
3: another trope.
2: Yeah. But you do get to see a small amount of character development in that way Yeah. where it's like he is kind of this like – you know, hardened, and it's it is lame because it's like, oh, I want to have, you know, Ellie's like kind of playing the right. Maybe I want to have kids. Yeah, put thing. a baby like, in I'm me. I'm a woman. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it makes it it also gives some comedy to it too. No, that's with true. With that whole part where they're like getting in moments. the car. And yeah. you know, if he didn't hate kids and you just was like, This kid is sitting in the car talking his ear off, like where's the funny moment where he shuts yeah. the door on the kid and walks away? You know, right. like Here, gives...
3: All right, here's where I am now. I think I don't mind all that stuff. I think it was the very, very, very end that bugged me.
2: Oh, and he's, like, holding them, and they're cuddling on the yeah, helicopter. Like
1: that,
3: but that's more of a moment with me is that I don't like it when movies, like, when someone goes through, like, a trauma, mm-hmm. like, a horrific trauma <laughs> like this. And then they're just all like, oh, we're on the helicopter eight minutes later. <laughs> and, boy, that was yeah. – I know. I should just fucking, like, it shut is up very, about
2: it. It's very tightly wrapped up in a bow. And
3: but, I mean, that's Spielberg. To he wanted yeah. – and I get it. It's Steven Spielberg cannot have people not leave the theater without yeah. a grin on their face from ear to ear. And that's what he does. And that's yeah. why we love him. So I'm not going to.
2: There's the flock of pelicans. I know. It's so great birds, though. And it's like his whole thing, his whole theory about the birds and no, the dinosaurs. No, it, it was pretty cool. It's cute. Yeah. It's like. Uh,
3: I mean, yeah. it's a movie. Yeah. He, he, he makes movies. And um, I do
2: love big, things. big fun movies. Yeah, I do love a happy ending. I do know? too. Like. <laughs> I know.
3: I'm not like, yeah. They should have killed more people and just left, like shaking and scared.
2: <laughs> yeah, as much as I love like a movie that totally doesn't wrap it up for you, and it's yeah. like this heart wrenching, like, oh my god, it's going to end like that. And now I want to go die, somewhere. right? <laughs> you know, like that's that's a great. I love, but that's what I love about movies. Yeah. All the different ways that it can make you feel yeah. in different
3: capacities. All the feels.
2: It is. It's like whether you're crying or you're laughing right. or you're excited or, or angry. You're scared. Yeah. Or, yeah. or you're just like, wow, this is real life and it's devastating and beautiful and so yeah. many things. Or like, wow, this is it's this suspension of reality that right. I could never live. It's so many different yeah. that's what it evokes in you. And I think that's like the beauty of movies. Yeah. It's just like, oh yeah. We want to feel the feels. We're just humans.
3: Oh, man. You got anything else on this? I mean, we could talk for four more hours.
2: (laughs) It is so – it's just so much fun. And I think that's – you know, I probably could have picked like a cooler movie, you know, like a film major movie. No, dude. This this is all about But I'm not that really – I'm just not that person also, I feel like. No, this is what
3: this show is all about. I
2: love – there's totally better films, I think, and there's different – Yeah, there's a lot of different ways to view, like, your favorite movie. Yeah. Of just, like, well, this is the most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Right. Like, this is the saddest movie I've ever seen. Sure. But Jurassic Park, to me, is just, like, the most fun Uh start to finish, just, like, that feeling, that childhood sense of wonder. And it truly, I just think it holds up so well. It does. And not many movies do. No, I agree. But really, the, I feel like the mid-70s to the mid-90s is, like, my favorite yeah. movie era. It's like there's so many yeah. good, fun classics in totally. that time period. No, I agree. And I just don't – I feel like it's going to make me sound like a jerk, but I just don't like movies now. Like, yeah. there's just not a lot of new movies that get me excited. I know. I feel like all action movies are – like comic book movies or mm-hmm. recycled stories and I'm just not really like a Marvel comic book person. Right. Like I don't really get – you know. Well,
3: that cuts you out of 40 percent of movies.
2: <laughs> I know and it does because there's just not those same kind of like blockbuster adventures. Yeah, You know, like there's not – there's definitely good adventure movies. I feel like you could argue that like, you know, Pan's Labyrinth is kind of an adventure movie. Right. And it's totally beautiful and that's a great movie. But – there's just not as many. That's why oh something God, that like. that movie was like 10 years ago. <laughs> I'm like, that's a new movie. <laughs> that's how much I know.
3: I feel like that's why something like Baby Driver, not the same mm. genre at all, but just to see something so original. Yeah. Like you leave the movie theater going like, man, that is what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah. Original Movies, story.
3: Fun, different.
2: Great the way he used editing. music in that yeah. and
3: editing. It was just like, man, I haven't seen that before.
2: Yeah, David said that they had choreographers on set.
3: Oh, did he work on that?
2: Yeah, he was a oh, rigging electric on that. Oh, cool. And he said that like everything, the whole movie it was like choreographed to beats. Yeah, it's like shutting the car door, the gunfire, like the way they did everything. It was like, did they have all playback on set, like music
3: video stuff? Or? Oh, I'm sure because yeah. they
2: had just like every moment. And then when you watch it, like knowing that and then watching it, I was like, wow, nailed it. That's got to be so hard. That whole part where he's like walking through the city in the beginning. Well, it introduces
3: a whole other... I mean, it's hard enough to shoot a movie. Yeah. And then you're like, like, all right, now we have to. It's basically a musical.
2: Yeah. And there's like the lyrics are like graffitied on the wall yeah. as he's walking <laughs> by it. There's it's so much variation really in that movie. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, to see something that's yeah new and original. It's not a recycled story, it's not a reboot. Right. Because that's what I, it's like. I know. Just reboots and Marvel movies and like,
3: I know. Give me something. It gets old. Give me something, I you know. I know, something I, original. Yeah. I have in here. Uh, Car in tree sequence, best ever. <laughs> that was so great. And again, original. I remember when I saw that, because uh, there's only so many ways to put people in peril with dinosaurs. Yeah. And most of that involves the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And that whole sequence, like, didn't involve dinosaurs at all. But I remember seeing that with the, the car just right above them, breaking through the trees. And it was just like, oh and it my stops God, it's so like great. right, and it,
2: you like you cringe. I know, it's with so him well done. When he, yeah, so good. All the
3: way to the bottom, and then of course it falls, and they <laughs> have their safe little bubble.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, but everything. To the tree roots.
2: I also I love how it's like uh, it's a domino effect movie.
4: Yeah, Which I think is sort of like indicative one thing leads to the next.
2: of the whole idea uh-huh. of this, like, messing with nature. Uh, yeah. of this, like, chain one reaction. thing goes wrong. Yeah. Nedry does that one thing, and then it turns off this other thing. Yeah. And then there's also this tropical storm. And, right. like, it shit hits the fan before yeah. you even know it. It's, like, well, so quickly goes wrong. And
3: that scene with Nedry, too, when he goes with the uh, the embryos. Uh, and the shaving can and all and that mm. whole thing happens like not only is that a great scene, but it sets up the, a sequel so perfectly. It just shows that, you know, getting covered up in brown mud and you're like, oh, well, I see what's going to happen.
2: <laughs> it's not gone forever. Yeah. You know? In some
3: future movie, there's all these dinosaur embryos like buried again.
2: Yeah. They talk about that in the behind the scenes thing. Um, that was the art director's idea.
3: It oh, was
4: really? that
2: Barbasol can. Because uh-huh. he was like, I was just in the drugstore and that one just like jumped out. At me. Right. And we thought it'd be an like fun, interesting, you know, the visual of it. It's like very graphic, Uh it's real thing. Because now, you know, movies, it's like so hard to get things like clearances. Right. It's such an ordeal in my department specifically.
3: To get brand clearances. Oh,
2: like brands and art and everything. It's like Mm -hmm. if we were filming this and you could see the back of the microphone says something, it's like a lot of times like you can't show that. Or you have to show it being A specific brand or something—it's so annoying, and I hate it because it really just like gets in the way of what's happening. Because it makes it, you can tell when it's like fake, and somebody's taped over it to hide it. Bad Greek job! Oh,
3: it makes me crazy. It's like how many Mac laptops have I seen with a big dark circle on the back?
2: (laughs) But you know, there's only so many ways to do it. No, I know, and it's so lame. But I love that—that it's like a real thing, Mm -hmm. and it's not like some fake. Badly graphic designed. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, it's like,
3: you know, it's Barbasol. Cool. But yeah. Some
2: fake named hairspray, something. Right. Like,
3: well, I'm sure Spielberg could that. get kind of whatever he wanted.
2: I also think it was not as, you know, it was like easier to get away with. It's like that oh, really then? didn't become a big problem. I think one of the biggest things was like, um, what, some Denzel Washington movie where he's drinking and driving. He is like drinking like Budweiser or Miller Lite or something. And it was a huge ordeal. And it was like a lawsuit. And that was. Because they didn't like being
3: portrayed in that way. Yeah. Because they're
2: like, don't show this like, you know, drinking and driving asshole dude, alcoholic, like drinking our beer, you know, (laughs) Budweiser, enjoy responsibly, you know? And that's, like, a whole thing. It's, like, intended use where it's, like, can we show this because it's being used in the way? Right. Or it's, like, a serial killer trying to stab you with this beer bottle, you know? Right. So you often have to make up really yeah. dumb, fake
3: Because I'm sure every uh, company was, like, well, what do you want to use it for? How exactly mm-hmm. is it being used? Oh, yeah. Used? They ask you for script How long pages. How it on screen? They
2: know, like, yeah. And it's especially hard on, like, horror movies, R-rated movies. Right. Uh, Even with Stand Against Evil, you know, like we couldn't even really get into that world. Who were so low budget and kind of?
3: Well, at least there you can like the fake stuff is sort of fits in with that whole yeah, like makes corny like alternate reality. Yeah,
2: oh, it's such a fun show to make.
3: Yeah, I really
2: really bummed it's not coming back. It was.
3: I know it was three seasons.
2: Yeah, three wonderful, delightful, fun-filled. It was pretty great. (laughs) I, I, I
3: haven't gotten around to season three yet. Were you able to? Uh, Were they able to resolve the story?
2: I feel like I can't tell. Okay, all right, don't tell me. Don't tell me. me. You you have to. You have to. It's actually all seasons coming out on Hulu February twentieth. Awesome plug. You know, (laughs) sweet. (laughs) But it's yeah. I feel like we could embrace those things. That's
3: like tomorrow. Is it two days? Who
2: knows. But you do get to like embrace that on a show like that where it's like the comedy. You know, but then it gets really hard in a movie where you're trying to make it feel real, and yeah. you're having to do some like dumb fake poster or the beer cans, and they all because everybody like a lot of people use the same places yeah. or like rent for my you know yep. the one brand, and everybody knows that it's bad. The and fun fake. stuff are the fake <laughs> cans
3: that uh that are supposed to be like it's supposed to be Budweiser, but it says like Bud Macier. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a different word. And when if you're you, eagle-eyed, you catch it in the movie and it's just like, you know, it just takes your right out it. Oh, it of hurts. It. Yeah. I hate
2: it. I would just rather it like not be branded or something. Yeah, like, exactly. I just, or just like turn it in a way that you're not seeing it. Like make right. it feel natural-ish, yeah. you know, or something. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But again, hard to make movies. Sometimes things happen. Sometimes it's last second and you got to like grab some rando thing from Crafty or like out of your car yes. and make it work because so-and-so changed their mind at the last second right. and now they want to be drinking this or yeah. whatever. And you just roll with it and you hope that it doesn't look dumb. Right. And, and that you get to work does, again. And sometimes it doesn't.
3: <laughs> um, well, I guess we should talk about the very end. We can't not talk about the the great scene Uh, In the lobby. Oh, Uh, and
2: they're like hanging on the skeleton. (laughs) Yeah, and it
3: was so like – jumping back a little bit, it was so brilliant to bring uh, the danger inside Mm -hmm. because previously everything had been out in the jungle and everything. And then when they finally get those kids back, you think – Oh, thank God. Like they're in the conference or (laughs) the whatever, the lobby in this building. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And And to bring those, oh my God. (laughs) It was so brilliant to do that. Such a great decision because then it's like there is nowhere on this island that's safe. Yeah. Uh, the only safe place is getting out if you're on a helicopter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that whole the whole kitchen sequence is so yeah, and scary and good. get to
2: take care of themselves. It's yeah. another great part. They're, like, smart, and they try to – you know, and then they use the – she tries to get in the thing and close it, and she can't. But then they're distracted by the reflection, I know. and she escapes. So good. It's really – It, again, gives them their moment. And then I love the whole, like, well, unless they figured out how to open doors, and then it goes to it. I know. It's such a
3: little movie thing, but it's like, I love it. Which I love that,
2: too, because they're trying to, you know, the Velociraptor is supposed to be this, like, Smarter, more yeah, evolved yeah. Super dinosaur, intelligent. which they set up and use later in yeah. the sequels, and I love that. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, they use their little cloth thing, uh-huh. and they figure out, you know, <laughs> they're smart and they like listen, like the oh, the game hunter shooter, you know, yeah. that guy Mold Moldoon, yeah. Muldoon. He is like always kind of references that. It's right. Like, oh it's the Velociraptor. Did they get out? Yeah, it's yeah. like they're watching they're us, they're hunting us.
3: Because we're being hunted. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Such a great scene. <laughs> <Let> <laughs> go. And it is and it's like he really understands that. And He really understands that they're this evolved predator. Yeah. That it's not because I feel like they kind of portray the T Rex as like this just Yeah.
3: Bro the monster. Big, dumb. Yeah, uh-huh. like big
2: dumb monster. Oh, if we're still they won't see it. Right. But the Velociraptors. Too good for that. Yeah, it's like they have the pack and they talk. Uh huh.
3: Like, well, such clever girl thing. is a sign of show of respect. Yeah, you know the last thing that goes through his mind is like you, you beat you me, you
2: got me. Yep, you, you bitch. Like, like <laughs> all respect. She fucks him up. Yeah, yeah, just like you set me up for that. I, I
3: hated to see so him go. Smart. That was one of the yeah. the deaths. I was like, oh no. I he was
2: such a good character. He was. He was really. Enjoyable because I feel like he kind of has this whole like safari dude thing yeah. oh, going. Yeah. His, and, shorts are yeah, his shorts were a little tight, shorts <laughs> a little short. But I kind of like his hat with the like one side up. Oh, you yeah, know? it's classic. He's, he's he was great. Steve Irwin, yeah, uh,
3: so RIP. Uh, yeah, and then of course, the T Rex saving the day. I think everyone knows yeah. by this point that's Spielberg's idea. Everybody
2: gets their moment,
3: it didn't initially end that way. And uh, movie-making-wise, it was just a really smart choice. I did not know choice.
2: that. How is it supposed to end?
3: Uh, it was – they uh, – the end was supposed to be – had to do with the dinosaur bones that they were swinging on. That, like, the T-Rex like, one of the T-Rex bones kills, like, in the fall. Mm, like, mm-hmm. stabs through one of the velociraptors. Yeah. And then a part of the T-Rex jaw. So, like, the T-Rex still, quote-unquote, killed them. Yeah. But by way of its bones falling on them. And Spielberg was like, it's not, that's not good enough.
2: That's stupid. And he's I like, love well, why don't
3: we just have him come back I think it's and this, just do it? And yeah. they're like, oh, okay. Well, it's probably. this one
2: final, like, you know, moment. <laughs> yeah. Where. And again, the banner
3: coming down. Nobody
2: saves the day. Right. Everybody saves the day. Everybody kind of. saves they the day. they all get their moment. And then truly at the end of the day, the dinosaurs. Because that's what it's about. It's about these, like, yeah. predator creatures that. We can't control them. They want it, and they. I love they set that up too at the beginning. They put the goat out.
3: Oh right, right. Like like he doesn't want to be fed.
2: Doesn't want to be fed. Yeah. And then at the end, yeah, it comes and it's like has essentially hunted these velociraptors. Uh And I love that. I love that like bringing it all back because you kind of are feeling at that point like oh, shit, like, this yeah. is kind of hopeless. Uh-huh. What are they doing? They're, they're like, swinging around on these things, and they're falling out of the ceiling. And they're, and they're the literally three, surrounded
3: they're by... Circling yeah. you,
2: and, like, what do you do? Like, you have no other people. to uh-huh. con- It's like, at that point, there's all those different characters had had their little moments, and, yeah. like, save the day, shut the door, or whatever.
3: Right, like, no one has but any moments left. They're You're it all done. Head, like, <laughs> like, they're all minute.
2: surrounded, <laughs> and here we are. And then it's just like, bam.
3: Perfect. T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah. My only... Uh, of course, I wish it didn't nitpick. But last night, when I watched it for the very first time after seeing this movie twenty times, I was like, "How did they not see that T Rex in there?" <laughs> it's like I know he came into the door, but they were all like, "Oh my god!" where, did, where like, did that twenty foot tall thing come yeah, from? Yeah,
2: I feel like it like busted in. All right, I, in my mind, it no, just like sure. walks in. Uh-huh. It doesn't walk in. You know, <laughs> it has to literally just like crash yeah. through the wall. I
3: think I needed. Uh, I would have appreciated seeing that moment. Because yeah. the way they shot it, it was just, he was just in the room. Yeah, all of a sudden, and last night Surprise. I was like, "Wait a minute!
2: <laughs> they didn't, didn't they see that?" There's a few moments where I feel like I was like, "Wasn't that dinosaur like right behind them?" And right. now we're having like 30 seconds of conversation uh-huh. where like that dinosaur <laughs> would have totally eaten you by now, right? Oh, yeah. and that's such okay a great though. line when uh, Dr. Sadler is like uh, when Jeff Goldblum is doing the whole thing uh-huh. of like. Man creates dinosaur, blah blah blah, oh, yeah, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, dinosaur eats man." Woman, Woman inherits the earth. <laughs> <laughs> like you didn't I see love stuff like that. That, in that was so. That it was, was cool. such a good, like, quick moment. And yeah. he just looks at her like, uh-huh. Damn, girl. Yeah, like, what's up? You know. <laughs> well, and I can imagine
3: what that means to a little girl. Yeah. in a movie theater, like that stuff matters.
2: Well, I feel like, you know, my childhood was very much uh, surrounded by Disney princesses. Right. You know, and not as that I so don't many. love Disney movies. Uh-huh. And I totally, you know, as a kid, you know, Lion King was my world. I right. probably watched that movie a hundred times. But, you know, they were just – that was it. It was like – Here's what you can be. Mm-hmm. Here's the Halloween costume that exists for you. Right. In these different shapes, and they're all dresses. If
3: you're in peril, just <laughs> wait to be saved.
2: I remember very specifically a memory of going to uh, my friend Kellen's uh, first grade birthday party mm-hmm. and it was aladdin themed yeah of course yeah. everybody's obsessed with disney and everybody has to wear the outfit yeah. and i you know of course had my mother make mine a sweatsuit mm-hmm. version of a jasmine outfit <laughs> while well, all the other girls have these like stomach showing things mine's yeah. like a purple sweatsuit with some jewels on it which i thought was <laughs> hilarious but it was right after so that was like the same time period it was like aladdin was like 92 and jurassic park was 93 and i had just seen jurassic park so i brought Jurassic Park gift. Oh, it was nice. Like dinosaur paleontologist, you know. Yeah. And it was like, oh, okay. I don't think any, I think that I maybe saw it younger and uh-huh. earlier <laughs> than my peers. So they weren't into they it. Because they were all like super Disney still, right. I feel like. And it was like Aladdin themed presents. And then mine was like dinosaurs. Right. <laughs> and I, I remember, love it. Like wanting it for myself and uh-huh. thinking it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, dinosaurs. You
3: probably That's... could have snuck out with the gift again and yeah, just like, taken it home is and no one would have school. noticed.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, well, you didn't seem like you appreciated it. So I'm just going to take it back.
2: But I definitely remembered that feeling of like, I would have rather have been mm-hmm. Dr. Ellie Sadler, yeah. you know, and not Jasmine. It's yeah. like there was not – what about these Disney princesses mm-hmm. were interesting? I yeah. feel like my Halloween costumes as a kid, I always had my mom make me something. I was like a puppy dog one year. Right. It's a unicorn with like yarn hair one year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like so – I never really did the princess thing.
3: My daughter is uh, – because, you know, being a modern parent, we're trying our best to – Oh, my gosh. be like, you can do anything you want. You don't have to – I don't even to.
2: know how you – navigate it uh, this world is crazy <laughs> cell phones the internet yeah, it freaks me out <laughs> i know
3: it is a little freaky but she's into dinosaurs and so far for <laughs> halloween she's been exclusively animals uh like that was
2: totally me <laughs> ladybug insect <laughs>
3: yeah. uh ladybug bumblebee and oh, i don't know if we did anything for her first one but and this is what she's picking
2: i love that that's you know? great it's like what Good do you want to be bumblebee yeah, it's
3: like all right. Great. I love
2: that because I just can't Which even. Which means I have to be a bumblebee.
3: <laughs> I just gotta have the family costume. Oh man, it's There's all just, fun.
2: Kids, I feel like there is more. I feel like they're trying. You know, for There's sure. Not as much. It's not exclusively like just Disney princesses now. Yeah, and the shows Do, out now
3: are really pretty yeah. good.
2: But I'm still totally horrified by the internet. and like I watched uh, 8th Grade recently. So good. So cringy. I know. And awful. Because I felt in some ways so kindred to this person. Sure. Because I was kind of quiet and awkward and didn't really – I know you're like quiet. Hmm, Sure. But back (laughs) then I like really was. And I think it's because I felt – like, I didn't really belong where I was. Right. I didn't have a lot of people that I felt like-minded to yeah, in the yeah. environment that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And so I was so related to that, her just feeling, like, so alone. Yeah. I always had, like, one single kind of best friend, you know? Right. And I—yeah, it hurt me. Yeah. But then it hurt me to watch her be so obsessed with her phone I and know. the internet and, like, that weird, so, like, like, validation I that know. kids need. Oh my God. Where I'm like, can I just—if I— Ha- accidentally have a child or something like? Can I give Just, them a flip phone? Like, yeah. do they have to have? I know because I feel like that's such a distinct difference between even my age and like kids in their twenties now. Is like I'm so I'm almost thirty two, and you know I had AIM, and,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like I didn't te- I didn't have texting until college or iPhones, like internet in that way. Like so
3: scary now, and it's
2: so scary and so weird mm-hmm. to think about how much people. You know, but know. if you deny them it, then you're like putting them behind, and so I don't know. It's well, like then they're so
3: the weirdo who, like, yeah, like know. doesn't know how
2: to use an iPhone. Meanwhile, there's like a three year old who can work an iPhone better than me. I'm like, what yeah. does this happen? Like, oh I my think God. there's a lot
3: of trust that you have to have in oh, yeah. them and mm-hmm. yourself, and scarily, like, in society, because that's Whew. the least trustworthy. I know. I was
2: like, how can I, I know?
3: But uh, it's either that or just like move, you know.
2: The internet move is into a, a cave, dark and crazy place. It you is, know? and I think about that with kids and like watching oh, that yeah. movie. Yeah, it was a great movie in that way that I just cringed. Yeah, and my stomach hurt like I the know. whole time I watched it because I was just like, oh, you know, don't do that. <laughs> oh, like don't say that. You're gonna regret saying. Like, don't be stupid. It's a like, movie
3: you want to jump into mm-hmm. and like help.
2: Yeah. You we're know? like, don't tell that guy that you give blowjobs like when you were so like just it's okay it was, to be weird and be yourself and not fit in. It was like, so real. Go make go hang out with that kid with the mask. That's also weird. Yeah. And then they and she really, does. I and know. I love that. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's such he a weird awesome thing with kids of trying to figure uh-huh. out where you belong and like trying to make yourself fit into something. That's That's not always been the case though. It's yeah. just
3: now it's more uh Public,
2: yeah, which does make have, it harder, and you're exposed. It's yeah, just so yeah, I know I feel like kids these days are it's like, how, how do you figure out yourself and like who you are mm-hmm. if you're so bombarded with influences? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's like, let's just go maybe just camp in the woods for a minute. <laughs>
3: let's do it, <laughs> like, man. Take, I am all read about some it. books and yeah. like,
2: you know, get them away from it.
1: It's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I, Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com, Tennessee. Sounds perfect.
0: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually
3: All right, Mallory, we finished with five questions. Uh, well, we already know the answer, but for the sake of just <laughs> doing it all in one place, uh, first movie in the theater?
2: Jurassic Park. Kay. I had to call my dad to corroborate the story, okay, actually, because I was like, you know, trying to place it. And at first, he was confused. He was like, oh, the first R-rated movie we saw in the theater was mm-hmm. The Birdcage.
3: Well, that's the next question. So
2: my dad, um, like, which is crazy, because I was like eight. For Birdcage? Yeah. Yeah. But my parents took me and my sister uh-huh. to go see The Birdcage <laughs> in the theater yeah. in 1996, which is so amazing, I it's think. Funny, it's funny, but so it's pretty wonderful. innocuous
3: Well, because
2: they're so – because my dad, he was like, well, we knew the only reason, you know, was because of – it had LGBT themes. Right. And – who cares? Right. Like, you could handle that. Like, we – because that's – my parents had this, like, insane trust in me as uh-huh. a kid, I feel like, to handle adult awesome. themes. And I loved that. And I don't even remember doing that. Yeah. And I loved that he reminded me of it. And then we watched The Birdcage, which is just, like, such a, such a good movie. Yeah. But um, – because I was trying to think of the actual first R – like, just first R-rated movie. Right. Like, in general. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was Halloween.
3: Oh wow, jeez. I watched Lord. Halloween when I was
2: really young. <laughs> well, my so my best friend when I was in like kindergarten, first grade, second grade, her dad had one of those um like VHS recording yeah. thing, like pirating. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> so a tape like, to tape or whatever. Yeah. So every movie he rented he would...
3: Dub it. Yeah. <laughs> so they had these, like,
2: drawers and drawers and drawers... I knew those
3: people. taped uh-huh. movies.
2: So we Beating would get into that. And I remember, yeah, being, like, six or seven or something and yeah. watching That's Halloween. the
3: worst movie for a kid because... I loved it. It's babysitter shit. <laughs> it's not only just slasher, but it's, like, the person in charge of watching yeah. me is going to get murdered.
2: But that's just... It's funny to try to remember those things, too, because yeah. I do... I just remember, like absorbing slasher movies really mm. young. I was just like, I wanted to watch Friday the 13th. And we would like watch all these, you know, like Child's Play, like, these, like oh horrible God. movies. Yeah. But I love to be scared. Yeah, me too. You know? And it's I was excited by that yeah. because of my very safe childhood. Right. Was like, oh. yeah. But it's just funny to think about that. I was like, wow, I was like really young when I was exposed <laughs> to yeah. all these things.
3: And you turned out great.
2: Yeah. In the birdcage. Oh, so
3: good. Uh, will you walk out of a bad movie?
2: I well, I don't go to the theater that much, um, and I don't know. I feel like my inherent like awkwardness would maybe not like I wouldn't want to make someone feel bad, right? Because
3: like, the director's <laughs> yeah. in there with you,
2: or just like walking in for you know like being rude and like right. I don't know some like weird sense of. But I was like talking about this with my boss because she was like, "Why would it's not worth my time to do that? You know, like to so go to a it, movie. Well, and walk it's out. like the movie is so bad. Right. I will not." myself through it but i've definitely so as far as since i don't really go to movies that much turning something off at home Mm -hmm. it's hard i am a glutton for punishment it's like i want to finish it yeah and i want to find the one redeeming thing about it Mm -hmm. or i want to analyze it for right. like why it was so bad yeah, and that's what valid. it could have been done <laughs> differently yeah. but I just I have David like falls asleep doesn't care turns it off whatever Yeah. And I'm like I gotta
3: know right.
2: like what's gonna happen I think it was like I have I watched, a little bit of that I watched uh, The Snowman have you seen that movie? I
3: have no idea what was. oh that god
2: it's so bad so I watched it because it like the trailer looked good uh-huh. it's like ooh it's like horror but I think that might have been the one movie that I turned off right. recently I just like or I fell asleep and never cared. it was just like Painful. I think Michael Fassbender or something. It's like oh, interesting. I think it's him, and they're um like ser- some serial killer thing. So it's like automatically, I'm like, duh, I'm gonna watch that. Right. I love serial killer <laughs> movie. Like this is gonna be great. But I just like fell asleep, and because I like a slow burn. Of a movie, yeah, yeah, me like, too. Like I can totally watch a super boring movie, yeah, if it's really beautiful, yeah, if it's same. really interesting. You know, I can get lost in that. Mm-hmm. Just like, oh wow, that looked great. Nothing ever happened, right? But like, it looked really cool, yeah. But sometimes, if it's like just bad, yeah, and it's boring. <laughs>
3: really can't find anything. I don't know if I can –
2: if I fall asleep during it, I won't bring myself to come back and rewatch it. Okay. So that might be my version. All right. How sleepy. (laughs) walking out of a movie.
3: Uh, Let me see here. Number four. This is a Mallory-specific question. So let's keep it on set deck. Um, Maybe what movie – what movie in the past couple of years has, like, impressed you the most with literally just the set design and the decoration Mm. and the props?
2: That's so hard. There's so many different almost like genres of movies. I really would love, I love like the modern Western. Okay. Like, uh, like a No Country for Old Men or, yeah, Troubert or uh-huh. the like David Lowry movies. And yeah, I he's love great. those like sweeping, it's like the color palette mm. is all, it just puts you in this weird, rural, like you go into the little stores and they look like they've been there for 50 years. It's like, right. that's what it's really like. Yeah. And I love that. And I love like in No Country for Old Men when you go into the the trailer right. where they live. And there's just like all this weird junk. And it's like, yeah. so, you know, it's like, I think it's supposed to be late 70s or uh-huh. something and all these so great real. little dated moments. And it's all in that same just like dusty color palette. The life layer. I love that. Yeah. And I love it just... I love when a whole mo- when a movie carries you through like that in mm-hmm. a palette of making it. It really sets you in that. And I love a small town movie. Yeah, me really, too. You know, I feel like TV is doing that really well. Yeah, I really liked um, recently. I saw I watched Sharp Objects. Yeah, and that oh house so good. is incredible, amazing. Like, it's so beautifully designed. It's like a it's,
3: character almost in it itself. It is. Yeah.
2: and I love that. Yeah, that's totally what gets me hooked, you know. And I feel yeah. like there's a lot of movies that I really appreciate design and set decoration aspects of, but those kind of things where you can create something that's so iconic. Yeah. So like, you know, you think of it and it's like that's the that's the look. That's uh-huh. the, you know, wow, like that house yeah. just blew me away and all the little bits of it, it was so sterile in a yeah. way because that mom was like oh such God. an evil bitch. Oh, she's so good.
3: She's so good because I adore her and to flip that mm-hmm. to this character. Oh,
2: she's so horrible. She, she's so
3: horrible. And that's just a testament to her acting. You know? Yeah.
2: But I think that that's – so a lot of times, you know, I think it's hard to – make spaces empty, yeah. you know? Like, it's very difficult for our job to, like, let things be sparse. Yeah, and not overdo be, it. Because... You're like, oh, no, I need to do the life layer. I need this. But right. I'm like, no, like some people are really sterile. Yeah. And I felt like there was those good parts of those the house where the dad's like in the little den with all of his records. Mm-hmm. It's like his little space. But then you look at the rest of it and it's so perfect. And every yeah. little antique and thing is just so. Right. And that's I love her. that because yeah. that's her character and her obsession with perfection mm-hmm. and, you know, the image she gives off to people. And it really comes through in that. Because I think it's difficult, too, in set deck and design of overdoing it yeah. to being distracting. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want it to be
3: – You don't want to notice it almost.
2: Yeah. You want it to just be like this subtle, uh, like, lifting up, of mm-hmm. the, you know, elevating the character, you know, making it deeper. Like, create a mood. But if you're so distracted by yeah. like, what it looks like, then you're missing a point. You're, like, missing – It's like it should be – it's cool when it becomes its own character, its own moment. But if it goes too far past that or if, like, the acting or the story isn't Uh good enough to, like, (laughs) keep up with it. It's such a balancing act. It is.
3: You learn – I mean, you get why there are so few really great movies. I mean, mm -hmm. everything has to come together.
2: Everything does have to come together. And it is such a collaborative process. Oh, yeah. And I think that when people can put aside their ego and – be more collaborative, Mm -hmm. it's so much more successful because everybody has good ideas. Right. Sometimes some are better than others. Yeah. And sometimes a producer has an idea about what something should look like Mm -hmm. and the production designer needs to reel them in and Mm -hmm. get them out of there. And it's like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. You like start to lose, you know. So I think it's really important when the designer and the director and the DP are all kind of on the same page Mm -hmm. because – they're the ones that are ultimately controlling that look. Right. And when everybody else kind of starts to have their mm-hmm. two cents, you stray yeah. from that. Yeah. You gotta be like, listen, I know you gave me all this money. Right. But I need you to trust me.
3: Yeah, and that's on like a creative project like a film or TV. Like I don't know how many TV commercials you worked on. Yes. But
2: <laughs> quite a few. <laughs> all of a sudden you've got some oh.
3: person from either the client or the, the mm-hmm. advertising uh Yeah. Company where it's just like all of a sudden they're over by camera pointing at the screen Mm -hmm. and saying, well, what is this thing in the corner? Couldn't that really be? Oh,
2: it's so bad. I remember doing a commercial one time where I bought like over 20 different towel sets, like colors (laughs) of towels and like a hand towel, a towel and I think for like a bathroom renovation thing. I was like, I don't know, like HGTV or Home Depot or something. And it was – So mind-numbing because I just, like, show up and they're just like, well, I mean, this beige versus – and you're just like, oh, my God, you're trying to sell a product. Like, I have anxiety right now just hearing the
3: story. It is – it was
2: just mind-numbing. So
3: self-important and just like, oh, God. It's,
2: like, fun to do commercials sometimes. They pay well and –
3: Well, you're in and out in, like, a week.
2: Yeah, and it's over. But then sometimes you're just like – Oh my God, I can't get this week back. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot it's get true. this week back in my enough. life. And I do think that's the difference with movies, is that ultimately when you work on a movie, it's like you get this really cool, complete project. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to watch it. And even if it was so bad, like I worked on Mother's Day. I don't know if you're familiar with the oh, sure. last Gary Marshall movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um it's so bad.
3: And it had like a 100- hundred big stars in it right oh yeah that's so many famous people
2: doing. and oh but it's like oh it's hurts yeah. it's like painfully bad to watch and that's one of the things where i'm like yeah you know i'm glad i watched it because i worked on it and like cool whatever yeah. right but it's like i can't get those two hours
3: back yeah
2: and that that hurts sometimes
3: <laughs> it does hurt
2: but that's a lucky thing to get to do projects that you like right Because truly you know we also have bills to pay and sure. you got to, you know, put food on the table. So you don't always get to pick and choose
3: mm-hmm. kind
2: of what you get to do. Right. So when you do get those moments, those I, those mm-hmm. like little bits of like, oh, like I got – I did a little bit of Stranger Things. and yeah. I'm like working for that decorator now and she's great. And like we get doing those little moments – it's like makes it all worth it. Yeah, so you're like that was so fun. I had that great time. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. get to have those, and then it's followed by like you know
3: something a shitty. year
2: of silly <laughs> comedies or Atlanta's bread and butter. I kind of feel like is the. The mid-level silly comedy. We make every silly comedy that's like come out. (laughs) There's a lot going (laughs) on. All from Atlanta. Atlanta, as a myriad of other cities.
3: Yeah, Atlanta. Bad moms, bad bosses, (laughs) Uh like bad neighbors. It's all the same. (laughs) Tag,
2: cock blockers, all those movies. I know. Uh, So weird. It's a weird. Every Melissa McCarthy movie. I've done a few.
3: (laughs) All right. Finally, movie going one on one. What's what's your jam when you do go to the theaters?
2: Well, yeah, I don't, I don't go much. Um, I have a tendency to, I like to be early to things. Same here. I have like an anxiety about being late. Yeah. So then somehow, I, eventually something always goes wrong, and right. then I'm late, and I'm just like trying to. Where can I just sit? That's like the most inconspicuous. Right. I also uh, don't see very well in the dark. Okay. I'm like that person at the restaurant that's like trying to hold my phone yeah, close to yeah. the menu uh-huh. so I can see it. That's all right. So I'm just kind of like dart for the closest comfortable right. space. Uh-huh. I don't like to sit very close to other people. Yeah. And it really bothers me when the theater is like empty oh and my someone just comes and sits yeah, that like dude. right next to you. Yeah. Makes me insane. Very uncalled for. So I feel like I'm usually somewhere in those like first few rows of the. Back section. Okay. Where it's just like, oh, closest to the exit. Right. You know? In which case I feel like. Is also, well, it's also <laughs> a weird, like, leftover stress thing from sure. my allergy thing that happened. Right. Which I conquered, actually. I never got to that part of the story. Oh, really? I'm no longer allergic to mustard. Do you I'm eat a medical it? Medical miracle. I ate it all the time. Really? And I went to the hospital like seven times for anaphylactic shock for it. But I do think it's like a carryover anxiety mm-hmm. thing with like crowds and escape. Right. Of like, Always being able to quickly leave somewhere because yeah. when they would happen, like it would start with like my palms itching, uh-huh. and I'd be like, "Okay, go, get in a car, go to the hospital right now, call an ambulance," you know. So I think that's kind of a I yeah. like to be like close to it. You don't exit. want to be in a theater <laughs> and you feel the swell
3: coming and you go. Excuse and I'm like, me, "Oh, excuse me, I, I need to. Pardon me. Yeah, I just, right, I just, I just, my hands are itching." Oh, and,
2: I hate that. I yeah. love like an aisle seat. I really just. Yeah, you just I'm got like, physically
3: uncomfortable when I, I was I doing that. You shifted. and you're like, ew.
2: <laughs> I think I'm overly aware of being rude sometimes. Yeah. Like I just really don't want to bother people. Oh, my God. <laughs> I
3: obsess about like yeah. my impact on other people.
2: David always to, says like, that. He's like, if I could extent. make myself smaller sometimes, yeah. <laughs> like, I would. Because I just, yeah, I don't want to be in the way. Or no. I to, if I have to like I pee in the middle of the movie, I don't want to have to like – be sure ruin someone else's movie going experience because you're because you're
3: dumb bladder be
2: on the end you know (laughs) i'm like i don't want to be that person you know but i don't usually get like snacks at Mm -hmm. a movie theater i worked at a theater for a while in Uh marietta okay i worked at the strand which is like on the square it's a historic theater where they do plays and shows and it's also an event space Uh so i made popcorn
4: okay and
2: so you're done. it just kind of mm-hmm. – and I love popcorn at home, uh-huh. but there's like a certain – Movie theater popcorn <laughs> smell and it's, flavor it's that the just best. Makes me want to die. Yeah, kind of. like, oh, I hate man. it so much. I can do it. I just think about the machine and that like gross. No, no, no. You're about
3: to ruin. As like, I'm like
2: also wearing like a boat. It was like a one of those theaters where you were, I was like party down, kind of like. Oh, sure. Cater bartender person. Yeah. It's so one of my I favorite would do shows. concessions. <laughs> oh, I love that show. So I would either, depending on what was happening, I would either be working concessions or I'd be. Doing the event bar upstairs, right. or going back and forth, and yeah, I hated doing the concessions. No. <laughs> it's Just like, yeah, let me make popcorn and sodas while I'm wearing a bow tie, and here we go. You know, that's a, perfect oh, a lot of way. weird jobs. It's <laughs> a perfect way to end this episode.
3: Thanks. Oh, thank this you. This was fantastic. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, I know you love Mallory um, after listening to that episode because she is just wonderful. Um, Smart, cool, talented, um, knows a lot about movies and uh, knows a lot about Jurassic Park, as it turns out. And it was cool to get her perspective as uh, someone a lot younger than me that saw this movie when she was just a a wee kid, uh, as opposed to me, who was an old man of 22 at the time. It was cool to kind of bridge that with her and uh, had a lot, of, a lot of fun talking to her. I'm going to have her again at some point. I'm going to have some repeat guests on. And Mallory definitely makes the cut, everybody. So I hope you enjoyed it as uh, much as I did. And until next time, remember, objects in that mirror are closer than they appear. Movie Crush is produced, engineered, edited, and soundtracked by Noel Brown and Ramsey Yunt at Works Studios, Pont City Market, Atlanta, Georgia.
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay
3: Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
0: This is Amy Brown from 4 Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
4: This is Ashley Iconetti from the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast. Tennessee just sounds perfect, whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure.